Welcome to the OC Endurance Podcast. My name is Chris, along with my co-hosts, I almost messed it up, co-hosts Tony and Austin. Let's kick this thing off right. <laughs> Man, episode 26, you'd think I would be better at this by now. Uh, I don't know how you nail it every time. I'm, I'm wouldn't be able to get it right once. I would just start talking, skip the intro. <laughs> well, if you notice when I hit record, I, I go silent for like a second and I say it in my head because I'll, I'll end up saying some CJ or daily cadence or some crap like that. The synergy pot, you know, you've made fun of me before. So I, I, I literally start recording, shut up, say it in my head and then say it. So <laughs> you've, you've got too many things going on. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Too many things on your oh, plate. Yeah. man. We're going to have to write you a script or something and just put it right in front of you. <laughs> Whew, read you read the teleprompter. I know. Read I, the teleprompter. me. Sometimes when I'm making my videos, I wish I had a teleprompter because I know what I want to say. And then you start recording it and the ums and, and this comes out and it's like, ah, start over. Start you put over. it on that teleprompter. He will read it. Yeah. I'm Ron yeah. Burgundy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what were you going to ask I Tony? Like. Do Oh, uh, no, I was going to no, go off of that. The, I like a do the cha-cha. That's Evan Almighty. Evan Almighty with Jim Carrey and Steve Carell. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah. Yeah. He's like, what? what? Just, just read the prompter. Um, <laughs> no, so do you not have a script when you're doing your, like the, the voiceover or your talking points on your videos? Do you not? If I am voicing over an action section, I will write that out. Uh, but if I'm just talking, right, like I'm on the bike the other day, I was trying to get out, um, uh, talking about aerobic endurance workouts and, and I'm warming up. And for some reason I'm out of breath and I'm trying to talk and I'm, you know, I don't want it to be, a, uh, and then, so, uh, yeah. And you have these thoughts in your head and you know what you're going to say. And then, yeah, as soon as you try and say it, you, you fumble a word or, or whatnot. So a, a lot of that I leave in just so that it's natural. But sometimes where I want to get a point across, right, I'd like it to be a little smoother, a little more polished. Yeah. But no, if I'm definitely doing a voiceover type thing or an action sequence, I write, I write that out run it through Grammarly, <laughs> make sure it looks good. But the problem is, is the way you write something isn't the way you naturally say it. So I'll write it. And then when I go to voiceover, I, I actually am changing it as I'm doing it because it just doesn't sound natural. It sounds red if I don't, you know, sometimes you skip a word when you're talking or you, you know, the, the way you, um, the inflection in inflections, inflections in your voice, things like that. So, yeah. So you just ad lib it a bit here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Try and get rid of the ums. Likes. My like pet peeve. Oh my God. I have a like pet peeve. I think I've talked about that before <laughs> where I buzz my daughter when she says it. Yeah, I, I think we all do. I mean, there's certain podcasts and things I won't listen to because of the, the host or, or guests. You get into a little bit of it and there's just too much of the likes and ums. And I'm just like, okay, I, I, I can't do this. And I just have to shove it off. So it, it, it just means I'm old, right? I mean, I always feel like, like, I feel at some point in life, you get old enough that you stop saying like, even though I do say it sometimes people, uh, younger folks say it a lot, right? It's just that fill in there. That's that safety word, the, um, the, uh, the, whatever it is. I do it in my videos. I do. I so. say it. I say I it do so a lot when I'm like yeah. starting a sentence. So now I'm so now, I, and it's just like, Oh, don't say so, so much. <laughs> my, my filler word is, if you notice is again, 
mm. even though I hadn't said it first, I will say, and again, right? Like, <laughs> but it's like, no, this is the first time you're saying it, you idiot. Why would you say again? Yeah, uh, I really, I, because I said one, it in my head already. Right? Yeah. The, the other one I said, I'll, I'll use is obviously. Well, obviously, da, 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 even though it may not be obvious or, you know, I, I don't know why it even needs to be said, but it just, I don't know, I don't know in my head if it sounds better that way or literally, again, it's just, it's, it's my, literally, is I don't use, one. Literally. I don't use that I literally one so much. Just That's not what I'm to, like. I literally just said, yeah, it's just like, why, I really want to, I've been thinking about making, oh, uh, that literally, honestly, honestly, right? Were you not honest two sentences ago when you didn't yeah. say honestly, yeah. but now you're being honest? Yeah. yeah. Can I be honest? Like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been wanting to make like a drinking game for the podcast and do all the things that we say. So I'll always say, you know, like those sorts of things. Tony says, obviously, or here's the thing. Chris is so, you know what I mean? Like do all those things and just like drink for this, drink for this, drink for this. And then <laughs> I see if people will add on, like pick up on what we say constantly, you know? Oh, That'd I see. I didn't even funny. notice the, I didn't even notice the, here's the thing. Do I say that yeah. a lot? Yeah. You go here. Here's oh, the shit. thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Because you guys are always trying to piss me off. That's what it is. And I have yes. to say, no, here's the here's the thing. This is this is why I'm really angry. Man, look and at it's this. Great we're getting, to, we're getting some we animation have, out of Tony today. Yeah. We get some video now. So like if Tony has the pen, he always points with here's the thing. He points with the pen. I, I do. <laughs> yeah. See, like there's some pen. It's because I'm usually fidgeting, right? I'm usually fidgeting. Uh, yeah. I need somebody with my hands. But yep. that's I think that's what it is. But yes, yeah, so there's always a, a pen nearby. Well, damn, we got off know. track really fast. That's a great topic. <laughs> you know, but yeah. here's the thing. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. So, well, man, I, I mean, we've been at this for half a year, so I, I, I should be able to do it. At least. I mean, th this, this is, this is impressive though. I will say I'm, I'm impressed that we haven't missed a week. Uh, I think I missed the, the week two. Yes, because I was I was traveling or something. You were in Hawaii or something, right? No, we recorded oh, when I was in Hawaii. Him, he went and got a massage. Oh yeah, you bailed that's, on us that's because right. of the massage. Yep, yep. I, I mean, that I was well worth it's it. It's understandable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was well worth it. But <laughs> I'm sure it was. <laughs> so the fact that we've kept this going, I mean, like it's been later in in the weeks. It's like we're recording today on a on a Thursday morning, which is, is late, but again, better late than never. And sometimes, yeah, I mean, obviously we're all busy and we've got to make it obviously, work. obviously, obviously, <laughs> honestly, we're all busy. So <laughs> we're, we're literally busy. <laughs> it's no, like Chris, people, off. people are like turning us off already. I can yes, hear it. Yes. Uh, we do yeah, other Chris, things and sit here. Chris, and talk you were smack. talking about it in your video too, right? Like this is, this is like one of the most consistent things you do is this podcast. Cause again, I think this is, uh, the longest podcast you've done by 24 weeks. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. But, Maybe uh, by, I think I've done seven or eight episodes before, but yeah, okay. honestly, honestly okay. yes. Um, it's, it comes down to having the accountability, right? It's like having a right. workout partner, right? Someone's going to be yes. there. You're going to show up. You're going to, you're going to do it. It's not all on you to, to have conversations and come up with the topics and, and I think uh, when you have a guest, there's a different dynamic than when you have us, right? It's it's not this us, uh, you know, a guest. It's more formal with a guest in, in many cases because they don't know you as well. Where we, we're just talking smack. We're just hanging out. So, yeah. It's, it's good fun. times. And that's why, yeah. like, I, well, you know, whenever there's situations where one of us can't, 
make the time or our usual times, I'd, I'd rather just reschedule it for later than to do a pod with one of us missing. You know, I just, I, know, I don't know you, if, the, the, if the listeners the knew would the amount the of times I've been trying to get out of this podcast. I mean, I've been trying to quit this thing forever. I was like, hey, you guys are more than welcome to have an episode without me. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. I am but trying. again, we need you to keep us in line. Like who else is going to, is going to moderate this thing? I don't have a radio voice for any, you know, that's not going to work. There would be no intro, no outro, just talk and finish and that's it. <laughs> just race yeah. results. I, <laughs> and anger. Anger and, anger, and, anger and, and race and, results. And, and opinions. That's yes. it. Yes. Oh, man. I, I did notice, speaking of the intro, you, you switched up the intro a little bit. The, Today? The music was a little, no, no, no. The, oh. the, the, the music intro that you add in. And it's funny, I think I did that by mistake because I, it didn't line up correctly when I was doing, it, I'm like, this, this doesn't sound right, but I was in such a hurry and I was doing the video version. It wasn't clicking as to why it didn't sound right. And I, so now I got to go back and look, I actually think I pulled the wrong song and did it. And uh, it, well, it's, it's the same. It's missing like the little whistle thing. It's, it's, it's close, like, right? Because there's something that's it's slightly close. off about it, but I, I couldn't put it's my... It's just a different version or something. Yeah. 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 It's the <laughs> remix. I, go I don't know. <laughs> I well, actually... Naughty was the first one to point it out. It's the acoustical version. No. I, I don't know. I'll go look and see. Because uh, some of the music I use have has voices. Some doesn't. Some has... you know. They, so, I don't know how I messed it up, but... I need to look and see what the difference is between the versions. Do you, you have to? You have to say it's on purpose. It was a, it was a special, special, special intro. edition, exactly. Yeah, just uh, to see who's, I, who's paying attention. I actually heard the song on a YouTube channel that I watch the oh, other really? week, and I was oh, like, "Oh man, yeah. we're about to send this guy a cease and desist." Yes, and, this is our know. song. We own this now. We own this. You know how many times I will use a song, and the video is not out yet. Right, I'm waiting. Like I've got. Uh, the next video almost done and I'm waiting for it to come out and then somebody releases a YouTube video and I watch it and they have the song that I, I'm just like oh my god that's my song even though we, you know we're all licensing the same damn music but it just it's like I wanted to be the first to use it <laughs> is, is that a thing I don't I don't know you know what I get annoyed by is well a lot of things but um, I was gonna say you on, yeah on social media especially like on, like on IG and stuff, you, you have like those, the, the trending, like the, the trending songs or the mm -hmm. trending, you know, memes or the whatever. And, and, and then, yeah. And then you just see it over and over again. And then Instagram pushes those because that's what's trending. And so the creators are more incentivized to use those same songs over and over again. And then you just end up in like this like vicious cycle of just listening to the same shit, like for a week straight because everybody's using it. I'm like, I hate it. And, and, and if you want to use something that like fits or just works or it sounds good to you, or is your more your style of music, it won't get fed. So the creators aren't as incentivized to be creative. I hate right. it. Right. No, definitely. There are trending songs and now there's reels that all they do is play. Like that's what they do is do reels about trending music right and and yeah it drives me nuts because i don't use like when i create a reel that's the biggest problem is i want to create it in adobe premiere i want to do it where i can edit it really well and it's not synced with the music that they have it's, it's such a pain in the butt they need to there's so much 
stuff they could do to improve that. But yeah. Yeah. Like when, when Nadia is creating reels sometimes and, and you know, every now and then she'll be like, Hey, what song do you think I should use? And like, I'll give her a bunch of options. And of course, none of them are trending. Cause it's to me, I'm, I'm trying to like find a song that fits the theme. Yeah. Something unique. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, like for me, like the, when I posted the Vitargo post, I used the Taiga taste song, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. to me, that makes sense, right? Taste flavors, <laughs> Vitargo, like it's, it all just flows and it's a really good song. It's catchy. I like it, but that would never get fed to anybody because it's not trending, but that's not my intention anyway. So I really don't give a shit. But again, just things like that, where I feel like in, in some ways, IG forces creators to not be creative. Yeah. No, certainly. Yeah. Certainly. That's, that is what I like about YouTube in that, I mean, even though it's still hard to figure out the algorithm and there's so many other pieces that play into it from thumbnails and, you know, your description and all of that stuff. But I feel less like I have to follow a certain trend. Um, yeah. To, to create my videos. So, yeah. How, how are you enjoying the, uh, the recording of the daily, daily cadence? What are you on episode four now coming? Uh, yeah, I think four will be out. I might release it tomorrow. Um, what do you, what are you going to use for content? Cause you missed track, you son of a bitch. I know I did miss track. I was uh, sitting in a meeting till almost six 30 with Asia. So, which I actually, did I talk about that on the last video that every, it was just funny. I talked about having to work late sometimes and, and it, just, and of course your shit or your shit, your sister gave me shit on Instagram. <laughs> I posted that post to be running on the treadmill. She's like, you're bailing on, tr- on track already. So, um, yeah, well, I, I actually recorded Tuesday, so that, that'll be coming out shortly. But yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's funny. I have seen a huge, you know, I was, I've always been very concerned about making videos that are too long, uh, talking too much. You know, I, I like, I don't typically will watch like a half hour video of someone just talking to the camera. I like action. Maybe my attention span's short, but I also like the, the, a lot of people I follow might not have anything to do with what I do, but I enjoy their cinematography. I enjoy their creativity, those types of things. So I mm-hmm. try and mimic that in my videos um, mm-hmm. where you'll see somebody who, uh, you know, even Kofuzi, right? He, he just talks to the camera and he's got a huge following um, when he's doing like a shoe review or something like that, where I don't, and I've always had this fear of talking too much. So doing... And, and usually it's not that I'm talking any less or more than I used to. I'm just putting it in now. I used to work really hard to cut down what I was saying to much smaller pieces and try and put in a lot of action. So the videos take less time, actually, which is weird. They're two to three times longer, but take less time to create. Yeah. Well, and also think like a lot of people, like for me, for example, I consume YouTube and I don't know if it's a unique way, but like for me, if I'm cleaning around the house or if I'm like cooking or washing dishes, I'll literally just have YouTube playing like on my TV. Right. It's like your t- and I'm, TV, I'm listening. Be, right? You turn a TV channel on and you do stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's, I don't know. It's like kind of like listening to the news. I'm like, so I'm, 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 absorbing what they're saying and I don't necessarily need to be watching like Kafuzi's does the live stream. I don't need to see him, you know, whatever he's, you know, his mannerisms or whatever, as he's, as he's going through the live stream, I, I listen to live stream as I'm doing my grocery shopping. That's one of the, my favorite things to do is just like go to the grocery store, I put in my, my earbuds and I just go do my grocery shopping while I listen to the live stream and yeah, I don't I have the same interaction. Could. 
Right. Sorry to cut you off. I, one of the things yeah. that YouTube hasn't implemented, which I wish they would, but they want you to watch is the ability to turn your phone off, right? Like Spotify, whether we have video or not, you can still turn your phone off and listen to it. And there's many times I'm in the car and I don't want to watch what's on there. I want to listen to it, but I want to turn my phone off as well. So like an Iron Man race. Wait, wait, hold on. Mm -hmm. You don't have YouTube premium, do you? No. Can you, can you turn your phone yep. off with YouTube premium? Yep. Oh, oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that's, one of, that's, that's one of the benefits. So you're one of those people that I'm not making money off of because uh, you're not watching ads. Yes. Yeah, fuck <laughs> your ads. <laughs> again, I, I consume YouTube so much that that's one of like the best investments I think I've made. Yeah, is that's YouTube funny. premium. But no, but. it's going it's going really well. I think um, I've seen a, a huge up in subscribers and comments and just interaction. Mm -hmm. I think the more I talk and share opinions, the more there is for people to comment about, right? And share back, yeah. which is great because I like that interactivity. And um, so, well, also no, think awesome. about it. Like one of the uh, one of the, the best videos I think was just our our Finland recap where we're just both sitting on the couch yeah. shooting the shit, talking back and forth. That was easy as hell for you to. Uh, edit and upload right because there was no editing basically right right and that was just us talking for like 45 minutes yeah yeah it was easy so yeah no it's going well i'm excited i i'm um enjoying filming you know one of the other reasons i do it is I, I like it's weird filming myself all the time sometimes i think about wanting to create videos about other athletes but I like creating the action sequences, coming up with the angles of the camera, you know, lighting, all, you know, I like that. That's, that's what I like about doing it. Um, the benefit yeah. is, uh, or one of the, one of the side benefits is people seem to enjoy it and, you know, come back. And, and so it was yeah. funny the other day, the last video I created, which was 30 some minutes, I was like, oh my God, this video was way too long. 30 minutes is too long. And it was mainly answering the questions that people had uh, asked, but I wanted to get them answer. Mm -hmm. Um, so then I encoded it and a lot of, I, I will watch the video before I put it up because, you know, undoubtedly I will, uh, <laughs> I will screw up a title or I will mess up an edit. So I, I encoded that one, threw it on the treadmill and jumped on and started running. And I had a 40 minute run and I was like, and, and I get done with the video. I was like, Oh my God, I got like eight minutes left. Wow. That's amazing. A long video. It really, you know, how many times do I have a 40 minute run and I watch 12 videos during that run because they're all too short or whatnot. So then it's like, huh. and yeah, I, I hate that. That's so a lot of times, you know, when I'm looking for something to watch on the trainer or on the treadmill, I'm looking for that longer video. So I'm looking at like, you know, triathlon mockery. I love those guys. Right. And I love me some Joe Skipper. Um, just again, just, just sh the way they shoot the shit. It, it kind of feels like ours, but there's just two of them. Right. Um, and, and so, yeah, I love that. Or like, uh, Floberg just had his, he finally put up his recap of his two, you know, his sub two forty run in Chicago. I just started watching him. And that was, yeah. 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 So, and, and that, that was literally almost him talking for, you know, 50 minutes straight, which again, I, that's perfect for me. Like that's how I want to consume YouTube. So, I mean like yeah. the, some of the cinematic stuff's really cool, but I have a hard time just sitting there watching something. Right. And I want it to, when I do something like an action sequence of me working out to get the point across that I did this workout or whatever, it, it's gotta be less than a minute. It's gotta be, you know, it's gotta be fast. It's gotta be this, it's gotta be something. Uh, and then 
move on, right? Because it's easy as a creator to get into making these like long action sequences and it's fun and, and you're color grading and you're doing whatever, but then it's like, well, how long is one of the reasons when I started YouTube, I quickly learned how boring it is to watch somebody run right? because I didn't even want to watch myself run for that long. So it was like, all right, it's gotta be fast. It's gotta be. And that's something about like Eric and Paula's videos. Sometimes his, I love the videos, but sometimes his mountain biking, uh, action sequences, they're just too long for me. Right. It's just like, I got it. It's beautiful. You did a mountain bike. It doesn't need to be two minutes long. He, he, I think he just had, he ends up with so many good shots. He doesn't want to cut it. He I doesn't want to cut I it out. You. He's like, this I, is too I, good. I deal with the same thing, right? Or yeah. you know, I, I, I overshoot. Always want to overshoot, right? When you create video, you always want to have more angles than you need. Always. So, but I'm just very mindful of, hey, don't make it. But I'm being a little less mindful of it because it's like people seem to like the longer videos. So, and I, I don't care I, about it. If I'm on the trainer, and a long action sequence doesn't bother me. That's how right. I watch most of my triathlon running cycling content is on the trainer. So the longer, the better. If it can take me all the way through my training session, great. You know, that's, that's fine with me. And yeah. it's funny you said that you like, you don't like to see people uh, just running. One of my absolute favorite videos is, I think it's the 2021 St. George race, the 70.3. Um, Sam and Lionel's finish. It's the last, it's the final 5K and it's just Talbot. Oh, that's different. Just, just, just no talking, no talking, no nothing. It's just them racing. I'm like, I, this, I, I had to have watched it like 50 times. I love yes. that video. No, that, that's <laughs> just I them running. I love that, right? Because they're yeah. literally trying, literally, they are breaking each other, right? <laughs> they, they are breaking yes. each other right there. And that's different than me running with a GoPro. Sure. And that's what I mean, you know, is how long, you know, people go on trail runs and I used to look up like trail running vlog and it was someone who took a GoPro and went on a half hour run and recorded the whole run. I, so I don't want to watch that, right? I don't want to watch the camera pointed forward at the trail as oh, you run it, you know? I've been really enjoying it. I think I um, introduced you to the All Heart Run Club, yes. MK. Yeah. I love the way he does his videos because it's just the GoPro and he's on an easy run or something most of the time. Sometimes he's doing a workout. He produces but he's just a talking. ton of videos. I mean, every he single every day. day he talks. Yeah. yeah. I, and I, he's I don't just have talking. that much information or that much interesting <laughs> stuff to say. But he's just talking to the camera and like, I love, I love that. And then he'll like kind of do a, oh, this, this person did this race and he'll cut and go to that person in a different area, you know, do right. a completely different video. And I don't know why I just, I really love watching that, especially if I'm training. Cause I'm just like, Oh, he's training. I'm training. It's, hmm. it's easy to just like, listen to him, you know? Yep. So it's an interesting I, perspective. I, I wonder how many people have been introduced to like creators through this podcast of us being like, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like go watch Fl Floberg runs and Kafuzi yeah. and yeah. Right, you know, right. That's, yeah. That's I've been funny. watching and, and I end up watching, you know, obviously I watch triathlon stuff, but like I said, I watch stuff that has, there's this, I think it's called like unbound, but there it's like the van life series. I get addicted to yeah. these van life. Cause I secretly yeah. wish that that was the life I had chosen was having my van or whatever, driving around to races and racing. And, and there are people that have gone off the grid essentially. And that's what they do, right? They're driving around Mexico and there's this couple and they, they go to all the national mm -hmm. parks and they create videos. Like I create but they're doing it by just driving around North America. And it's amazing. You can't, you, you can't sell that to your wife. Oh my God. You know how many times I bring up a van and she just like, bam, she just like smashes it down. I keep working. She's on. like, we have, we have a minivan. What more do you want? 
well, I want the minivan. I'm like, let's buy you a new car. I'll take the minivan, right? Ultimately, what I want is a car that my bike stands up in. That's yes. what I want. I, want, I, I, uh, I, I pitched a minivan to Nadia and I got like the look. Like, so we're not getting a minivan. <laughs> you got to go this, with the big van. This dream of Chris's does not involve his wife or kids. It's him alone in a van yeah. with oh nobody. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, she's always called me like the person that could live alone and be out and just do videos and not actually ever have to talk to anyone and just come for you know, visits. Yeah. I, I, I do like that. Like you've been including her in the daily cadence videos. I, um, I, the, the quip that she gave you the other day when she's watching the bringing the romance. <laughs> yeah. I got to get my romance from somewhere. Uh, <laughs> she, she is the one liner. I will point the camera and she will say something sarcastic to me. Yep. So that's her contribution. I give her, I give her a hard time about it. I'm like, you know, every time I point the camera, you, Say something sarcastic to me. <laughs> she called. She called you the girl uh, in the relationship with your wardrobe change too. Yes, yes. Yeah. Or when I was headed home from surgery, she's like, "Just tell them the truth. You had a penis enlargement, right?" I mean, she's always throwing <laughs> something in there. <laughs> no. Well, no, I'm enjoying it. It's going well. Uh, I'm like, things are clicking. Things are. I'm like super motivated, super energetic. Um, I feel like things are coming around. I feel like I weighed in today at, uh, one, I don't want to get it wrong, uh, because I, I could be wrong, but, uh, I, I said in my video, the one that I just pushed that I would get into the one eighty sixes this week. And, um, I had been like teetering. It's funny. Whenever I, I notice I'm weighing and I, I have a drop and then I weigh and I stay consistent. And then all of a sudden say yesterday, I'll weigh high. And it's like, wait, I went up a pound. And then that next day is when the big drop comes. It's like, there's always like a surge of water intake or a big dump that I haven't taken, whatever it is. And it's like, it's waiting, it's got to happen. And then the next day I will finally get my, my drop. And I weighed in at 185.8 today. So yeah, I think in the last, yeah, last quarter I'm down 12 pounds. So just it's the weights ticking off i'm feeling like oh, i can work out without my shirt on again and <laughs> so yeah things are going well I, I, I don't know any other way yeah i know i know well see i i get uh, i get body self-conscious and i can't uh you, you I mean, know for, I for me i love handles on the video the other day for the first video I, right i was like let me show you where the fat is at and then i get crap for that it's like you don't have love handles i'm like yes i do yeah you know for, for me like i was asked like like why, why is it that you run shirtless and and for me i actually just i feel faster i feel like i flow better without a shirt on you know, even at the track, maybe yeah, I go through warm up with a, with a, a shirt on, and then maybe the first rep or two, I'll have it on. But once I take it off, it just feels completely different. So it has nothing to do with like how I look. I could probably gain 15, 20 pounds and still run without a shirt on. I don't give a shit. Like you, you don't like it, don't look. I don't care. I'm comfortable. You know, this See, is me. I'm not. I'm like the oh my god, I can't take my shirt off right now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's no, it's the most comfortable way to run. If I could run naked, I would. Right? Like it's well, it's the best. I said to you guys this week, I had like the life changing experience, right? I've raced in tri suits forever. I used to wear running shorts that had the longer leg, um, you know, not below the shorts. I never really liked the compression short to stick out below the shorts. Like 
be manly enough to just wear it without shorts. You don't got to cover it up with shorts. But I, at some point I switched to just, you know, smaller running shorts that had like the brief in them and things like that. But then the other day you mentioned bandit in one of our podcasts and you always run in tri shorts. And I was headed out to run last week in long beach and I wanted to carry my phone without having it in a belt and all this stuff. I'm just like, you know what? I'm wearing the Zoot Tri Shorts that I think I bought when we were at Oceanside or whatever. And it was like life-changing experience. It's like, oh my God, this is nice. <laughs> so And those aren't even the most comfortable tights to run in, honestly. No, I actually have two sets on order. I'm 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 going to become a running tight contessor, half tight contessor, right? I've got I ordered the Lululemon, the free and fast, I think it is, and I ordered the Janji. And uh the bandit I will not order until I break 180. That's my next, that's my next gift to myself when I break 180. <laughs> <laughs> so running tights, I'm going to be doing running tight reviews, half tight. It's, it's great, man. Like the fact that you can put salts and gels and all these things in these pockets and it doesn't bounce around. If you want to, if you have to carry your keys, it stays tight to your body. Yep. It's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah I didn't know me, you wore them because I've never seen you in any photos wearing uh, half tights, Austin. Oh, Tony's seen it. <laughs> That's what I raised. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I race. That's usually what I race in, like really? for a marathon uh, or something. Oh, yeah. I guess the only photos I really ever see are the uh, the Ainsley ones. So you're always wearing like your pink uh, zoot shorts or whatever in those. I raced in them this weekend with Ainsley's. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, but if it's a shorter photos. race, I'll go like with some color or something. If it's longer, I'm like I'm not chancing it. You know. Yeah, I've I've never been able to do like I like the look of split shorts, but I chafe. I've never been able to. Uh, you know, run with, with split shorts and not chafe. And no matter what I've used and tried. And then I talked to other runners and I'm like, how do you not chafe? Like some people have like bigger thighs than I do. And, and I'm like, how, how are you not chafing? Like, oh, we just kind of get used to it. And like, you just, you know, he built up like callus on the inner thigh. I'm like, that sounds disgusting. I don't want to, I don't, there I don't need that. There is some level of, of toughening the skin though. I will say, right. If I take a huge break from running or riding or whatever it is, I'm Mr. Like, it's so funny. I've got the medical glove and the lube and it's just like lube. That's lube it all up. Right. But I do, when I do my shorter runs, I try and continue to work myself up to not needing to use some sort of anti-chafe. So, uh, yeah, I will do shorter runs without and, and hope that I don't, yeah. I don't know. That, that sounds terrible. I'd rather just wear the, the half tights. <laughs> You know, and yep. the, and there's there to me they're they're so comfortable and yeah. I I that's how I prefer to run and you know if I'm on the trails I need more pockets so you know I I love the half tights for that if I'm you know pacing Nadia and I have to carry multiple phones or I'm worried about carrying nutrition for her then you know the the pockets just work perfectly for that or again like races that aren't going to have my preferred nutrition on hand, you know, not everybody's going to be offering Morton on course. So I need to be able to carry, you know, six packets or whatever. And yeah. I, I, you can't do that in any other real version, you know, besides a nice, a nice half tight with multiple pockets. So, yeah. Cause I was using and, the running belt and the running belt gets hot, you know, cause, uh, whether you put your phone in it, unless it's super tight, it still bounces and you got your nutrition, you're dealing with zippers. So I, uh, had the life changing experience of, running yeah. tights the the, last weekend. I but. like, I like running with the, like the two inch, three inch split shorts when it's an easy run, 
because they are at least in the summers, right? Because it's it is much cooler than running in a tight. That like feels amazing. Uh, but anything longer than eight to ten miles, yeah, I won't I won't wear like a short split short. Like that's where I start to get chafing. Happened last night, and you know, got to put the teacher oil on and pray to God that it doesn't hurt too bad. So yeah, see, no, no, thank you. And you, you talk about like running naked. I've tried running naked on my treadmill, and that's that's uncomfortable as hell too. I can't do <laughs> yeah, that. that. Well, you, you need support. Just, dude, come on, be some support there. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I am slapping my legs all over the place, you know. And it's like, okay, this is, you know, you what, get off your you? nuts are bruised after like three miles. It's just not comfortable. Like, I, I don't what's, know. What's wild to me is the dudes who used to race in speedos. I'm like, that's Chafe City. Swimming, biking, and then running. Oh God. Yeah, it's I gonna did, be a bloodbath. I did down one there. race in a speedo. Right, I did the uh, Covathlon last year. Well, was that point, not maybe. the most miserable thing ever? It wasn't bad because it was only five k. I guess. So, yeah. And, uh, it made me run faster. So, but I'm looking, I'm looking for the old school speedos where they would build in the tripod so you oh, could cycle yeah. in them. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Not, there's some not, guy, not a good look for a dude. There's some guy, uh, I see him on PCH sometimes he rides like a beach cruiser and he's, he's just in speedos. <laughs> it, it, he's super tan. Like he's never worn anything other than a speedo, um, you know, yeah. just on a beach cruiser and stuff. Okay, so speaking of people on the river, like you have your regulars that are on the river trail. Yeah. Tell me you've seen the the old, it's an old wrestler? white guy. Wrestler Rest, the wrestler asleep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the, the wrestler singlet. That, singlet. Yeah. Yes. And he's, he's got these, he's got the, just the white, the white curly poofy hair. I'm like, dude, that's going to be me yeah. when I'm 80, not giving one fuck. Just <laughs> yeah. like, this is me. And he, and he walks like all broad shouldered, you know, I like he's just like to have shit. him on the podcast or have him, I, <laughs> but he won't even give you the time of day, right? Like, yeah, I look him right in the yeah. eye when I'm going to try and give him a smile to see if I can get anything out of him and nah. nothing, right? He is just, he looks, he looks through you. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah. And he's, and it's uh, when he wears the white one, he's got the white one that he wears and I want to know his story. Like, is he European? Yeah. Is he, I mean, who knows? What, what is who's, his who's wrestling wrestling state champ back in 72? And, you know, he's still living the dream. Yeah, it's going to be like something. 52 at this point. I, I was going to say. <laughs> it's, it's, it's longer than that. And, and he's not um, small, right? He's not like really big, but he's, 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 he's carrying some weight, which is, it's funny that he's, it's just, it's just a weird thing. But I have seen him for years. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've, I've lived off the river trail for nine years now. I've seen him ever since I moved here. So nah. it's a, it's a, gotta be at least nine years where this dude's been strutting his stuff on in his There's a story. Wrestling there. There's a story and I will know it someday. Well, yeah. Cause <laughs> I've only, I've only been on the river trail for like two years now. And I, this is the first year that I've seen him. So I'm wondering what it's like in the winter for him. Is he yeah, still wearing that? Or That's funny. Yeah. I don't know that I ever notice him in the winter. Well, probably cause he's wearing normal clothes and you're just like, <laughs> Oh, it's just a guy. <laughs> well, I don't know. But I, I would imagine. I, saw, I think he puts on I a base layer and week. then he puts the thing on over top of the base layer. Oh. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I was I thinking know, like, I, you know, full Adidas track suit or something. Oh yeah. No, he's still out there wearing it. Okay. But okay. he doesn't go in the dark. He's not there, you know, at sunrise. Yeah. He's usually, yeah. I usually see him later in my ride, I think. Yeah. When it's warmed yeah. up. Enough. But even like, it, I'd recognize him if he had something else on because that hair is unmistakable too. Right. Yeah. It's just that, yeah. that curly mo, but it's like bright white. 
you know, yeah. hair. There's a wrestler. I, he reminds me of like an old school WWE, or, but it wasn't WWE then, right? What was it? WWF. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Like, yep. like a Ric Flair. He does yeah. kind of have a Ric Flair vibe. <laughs> just, just ride by and go, woo! So here's a funny story uh, of all the like harebrained. I, I always have these ideas and I was sharing one with you guys that I'm working on now. But uh, this idea of a uh, I wanted to do I wanted Christina to do it. And and because I felt like it was more female driven. But have you guys have ever seen the um, be your own kind of beautiful? Right. That's like a sticker. Be your own kind of beautiful. Right. Be yourself is basically what it's saying. There's a sticker. And the abbreviation of that was be Jacob, like be your right. B.E. And then you're, you know, and I and I, I bought the website, be Jacob. And I wanted to create this online <laughs> magazine, blah, 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 about interviewing people that have really interesting like the guy in vegas when you go to the old uh old downtown vegas right and it's like the really big dude in the bikini like dude how did he get there like what is the story right be your own kind of beautiful what 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 in life brought you to wherever you're at whatever your journey was whatever you're and you know like that guy i want to know is he from europe is he is he what is what's the deal so but How I never many freaking domains do you own, man? Oh, dude, it's a lot. No, I give them up eventually, so I wish somebody would start that. Eventually, yeah. after years, <laughs> but I did own Daily Cadence for God more than a decade before I finally used it. So it's got a it's got a stew, you know. It's got to sit there and stew. For he's just a while. he's just hoping somebody buys him out. That's it. He just I buys know, all these right. domains. Just, just like come on, make me, yeah. make me an offer. Make me an offer. Hit. I need yeah. one of them to hit, and then uh, then I can be a full time YouTuber. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You didn't you didn't get the foresight for Tesla, huh? Tesla.com. Oh, man. God. Or co- oh, man. COVID.com or something. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we actually talk about something to do with triathlon? We had questions I mean, that were left we did yeah. not get to. <laughs> Forty minutes in. We are, let's get to something. <laughs> hey, this is the most fun we've had in a while, actually. I'm yeah, enjoying this. <laughs> We got to finish those questions. Fire up the questions, Austin. We had some from, uh, who we start with? Nadia gave us a a couple questions. Yeah, we missed, well, not missed, but we didn't have time for quite a few of Nadia's. So we'll start there. And so Nadia is asking first, what are your favorite three triathlon races and why? And they don't have to be an IM branded race. Oh, so they got to be triathlon. Yes. Hmm. That severely limits my interest. Well, I will, um, <laughs> I'll start. <laughs> well, she, she asked another question that the same kind of question, but not triathlon. So, okay, okay. but I'll start cause it's easy for me. Uh, my favorite three triathlon races are Ironman, Texas, Ironman, California, and Ironman Oceanside. Cause it's 70.3. The only three I've done. So, <laughs> uh, pretty easy. Um, but I, I always, for Texas at least, I always tell people to do that race. I think it's an amazing race with great crowd support. It's a great area. Uh, it's not overly difficult. The bike is fairly flat. The run's super flat. And it's, yeah, it's a great atmosphere. And my least favorite race is Ironman California, not for any other reason than I didn't have a great day there. So that's my least favorite. And then Oceanside's fantastic. I know some people are don't really enjoy the run. They think it's monotonous, but I'm, for me, I love running by the water. It's my absolute favorite thing to do. If I'm by the water, I can go all day long, right? So I yeah. love that. The bike is super interesting because you can't get into Pendleton 
unless you know somebody and see that part of Pendleton. So I really enjoy that. Um, so yeah, that's easy, easy question for me. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought you were going to say you enjoy California because it's not a real Ironman. Oh, oh, it's a real hey, Iron hey, Man. Hey, hey. I've got the scars to show it, my my man. I'm just you know, I'm just I, saying. You know, if I do a wait, full wait. Iron Man, that's probably going to be the one I do, just because it's easy to get to. Well, hold on, hold on. Okay, oh so God. if if, if, if I Iron do a full Iron Man again, let me preference that I've done four. <laughs> it's it's it, I I don't love the city, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a nice race. Having said that, if Iron Man California isn't a real race, then Iron Man Alaska isn't a real race, right? Well, it was supposed to be a real race, well, but, it, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't consider that. A, I don't like. Can you it's imagine how PR, stupid that would sound? I'm just, yeah, I'm just giving you shit. I'm just giving you. Oh, shit. Oh no, but like I, I totally agree with you. I mean, it. it I, sucks, I hate right? the fact that it was that it was cut short. But I mean, that course had like six thousand feet of gain on the bike. So it doesn't do it. Doesn't matter. Swim was short. No, I know. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying like we're, we're comparing, I know, you know what Ironman California is? Do you ever, like I was, I, I grew up basketball is my first love. You guys ever play dunk hoops where like you're in high school and you go to like the elementary schools and you oh, basically right. you, you play, you play on the, like the eight foot yep. rims and yep. only dunks count. That's kind of Ironman California. It's just, you're on like a little baby court. Here we go. Like, it's just flashy. Well, let's, let's just gonna, dunk. When, if if we're gonna go that route, then we have to kind of include seventy point threes in that realm, right? Yeah, Oregon is the same way, right? But I no 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 no, no not not downriver swims. I'm saying seventy point threes in general. Oh, like easier versus more challenging? It's just easy. Why why do them? They're easier. Oh, huh. that's the only I thing. Mean, we're some, going down to. I enjoy well, them. So 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 some courses are sure. beautiful, right? Like they're just a beautiful course. Tell me tell me you're going to Sacramento because it's beautiful. Tell the me that. Swim, the swim's Tell actually me, really nice. Lie to me. The, the swim's swim super nice. <laughs> you're not even well, swimming. You first, what do you mean? When you first get there, you're like, oh, this is actually kind of nice. And the streets are all really small and the traffic sucks and stuff. And you're like, okay, I don't love it so much. But the bike it, is really nice because you're just you, you're out in like farmland. Is scenic? It, it is. Yeah. You're out in like farmland and there's like, there's this one section. It's kind of like um, winding roads and it's got trees like fully you know, grown over. It's a really cool section, but it's, yeah, it's, it's nice. Like I, I, I would do the bike gladly if there was not 30 mile an hour winds, that'd be really cool. Um, but no, all I was saying is that we're going down a dangerous road. If we're like, well, it's not a full Ironman. Well, 70.3s oh. are also oh. aren't fulls. When I pick my That's favorite race, half the time it has nothing to do with the course per se. It, it has to do with the environment. Right. Like it the has support to do and with all that the, sort of thing. Well, one of my favorite, which I have done the most out of all races I've done is Oregon. I've done it all three times and I am, I'm bummed. Right. I'm not going to do it this next year. I'm going to take a right. break and do it. the And it's because the road trip is amazing. The city, I like the area. Um, yeah, so, so that makes that race really great. Well, I was, uh, I mean, I was looking at Chattanooga just cause it looks fucking awesome. It's a downriver swim, but I'm like, that looks like a, awesome place to have a race or um there's a 70.3 is it blue ridge or something it's like in west virginia oh wow i didn't know they had a west virginia one yeah it's blues i think it's blue ridge it looks gorgeous and i'm like i'll do i'll do that you know that looks great i don't want to travel for a 70.3 but i'm like that looks phenomenal see i'm only so. interested in doing 70.3s nowadays so I'll yeah travel. no but yeah. for me it's that experience is again a funner experience right i've done enough racing that i'm 
going because uh, I enjoy it. It's it's fun. Yeah. The the I feel yeah. m- uh, much greater pressure on a full distance Ironman than I do on any seventy point three I do. Well, I mean, I'm drawn. I I have no strong desire to do California again. Yet I do want to have some revenge on it because of what happened. And then you see everybody in the group signing up, and I'm like, damn, that'd actually be really fun to do. So like, <laughs> part of me, part of me wants to. No, part of me wants to go, and I, I, I did try to work something out to go, but in a different way, and it didn't happen. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'll do California again if I don't have a, a good reason to do it. But oh. it's, it's, it's actually, it's, it's besides the first year, well, the second year technically, when they had the run, the run sucked, and then I saw the the course and how they redid it this year so much better so much more scenic you don't have to go deep into the park where nobody can support you or see you and it's just a bunch of bums and stuff like that yeah. so i mean for um, me i don't do a lot of air travel for races when i was doing ironman yeah. i did right i did cordelaine i did lake placid um and those are two of probably my favorite the both of those courses were beautiful but uh i truly enjoy the road trip aspect of a race yeah so that limits fun. me to what's close i love packing up the van i love uh, yeah, driving staying in the hotel yeah. and i love the the vacationish aspect road trip to yes. doing a race that i can drive to agreed yeah Tell all me. right so what what's your three well did chris pick three uh i would say Wait. oregon is definitely up there uh, regardless of the swim and um Coeur d'Alene was beautiful. I enjoyed Coeur d'Alene a lot. I like Coeur d'Alene, yeah. I haven't done a lot of non-Ironman, so like there there aren't many other than small local races, uh, little sprints and stuff. So other than that, I would say Lake Placid was beautiful. Mm. That's on my uh, list. That's, that's a know, great one. For, for Coeur d'Alene, like it's beautiful, but also like their Huckleberry Cider is so good and it fucks you up so quick you do not realize <laughs> until you go to stand up it's one of those like it's going down like kool-aid and then yeah, you go to stand up and brutal. you're yeah you're you're you done for and you can't speak to the huckleberry jam right because you didn't get to try it well i so i had some there i didn't get the huckleberry jam that i was trying to bring home with me which i was very pissed off about <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah. Huckleberry's good. I, I did not experience Huckleberry until uh, the pandemic when we rented, uh, when things started to open back up and the parks were opening back up. We did a big tour, we did a big like summer RV, almost 17 oh, cool. days in an RV driving to a bunch mm-hmm. of uh, parks. And that was the first time I ever had Huckleberries. And I oh, had so like all the different things I could have as we were going yeah. through Idaho and, and stuff like that. Yeah. That region has Huckleberry everything. Yeah. yeah. So for anybody that's going to go to like Coeur d'Alene or that area, if you can bring me back Huckleberry Cider, I will I'll, gladly you know pay you I'll, for that. Nah. I'll actually, I'll ask Amanda cause she, you know, she flies into Spokane a lot and that's, you know, essentially the same area. So yeah. I'll oh, ask nice. her. Yeah. Well, that's um, like going to Vermont, right? Everything is with yes. maple syrup or the ciders are huge in, uh, the whole brewing and, and ciders are really, really big mm-hmm. in Vermont. So every yes. time I go, I'm trying a different cider yeah quarter lane's high on my list I, but that's that flips each year right 70.3 then full 70.3 then it does full. now it, it used it to be now. back back yeah you know when i was doing it in 2007 it was yeah. always a full right yeah back when people right. like challenges they um had it every year <laughs> all right Tony, <laughs> give us your three races now, so i'm on the non-challenge <laughs> boat so i'm all about the pr baby <laughs> um top three okay so cone is going to be there like of how course. can that not be 
God. Mantra Blanc was really beautiful. I, I really enjoyed that trip. Uh, that was a good one. Um, they still have the half. So like you, you know, you, you mm -hmm. still get to experience it because it was a multi-loop course anyway. So you still get to experience everything that's there. And that lake was beautiful, beautiful to swim in. Oh man. You know, um, it sucks because I want to say like super frog, but it's, it, it's no longer available, which sucks for anybody. So I hate to re like recommend that as like one of my top three. Another I one I wanted like, to say Finland, but it's not local, right? Finland, Finland was amazing. But that, again, that was the trip that made that amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was the company. You, you know, you just enjoy the company. Yeah, I know. Just hanging out with you, seeing you behind yeah. the scenes. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's enjoyable. <laughs> um, a race on the base was an awesome race, too, that I really enjoyed. That was local, that they, they killed during the pandemic. And they were trying yeah, to kill it for a while, actually. It was so fun, beginner friendly, like they had a kids race. It's so it's like, it's such a gr like grassroots type event. I really enjoyed that. Did you ever do tensile try Tony? No, I don't even know if it still exists. It was, it's out in Hemet and it's right before Christmas. It's a reverse. It's called the tensile try. And, uh, it, it, it's the same thing like race on the base. It, it's small little town. You go out to him you got to go way the heck out there. You got people racing in Santa suits and so it, it, the same type of vibe. I, I need to look yeah. to see if it still exists. Have either of you guys, and maybe it's something we can end up scheduling, but have you ever done the Yosemite triathlon? It's in Bass Lake. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That looks super fun. It's in a swim in a lake and then the bike is super hilly and the runs really nice. I think it's, they have a sprint and Olympic distance, but they might have a half too. I'm not, I'm not sure, wow. but it looks, well, I mean, if you've ever, I want to do the Tahoe. Yeah. Try. Yeah. If you've ever been by, I don't want to go long in that. Yeah. Bass Lake's up there too. Tahoe's, it's not a downriver swim. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. God. Guys. So, but, if you, if super frog was still around, you'd say that's like probably a top three for you. I, you always talk about that one. People like that. For race. sure. I never did it. It was challenging. Yeah. Though, huh? it, it was, it, it was challenging because you had, well, for one, the swim was always challenging. I mean, I think the, the, the best year or the easiest year on the swim, we had like six foot swells and yeah. you know, they're, it's, it's tough and it's too loop in the water. So you need to break the, you, know, you need to break, break the surf twice and so it took, it took skills and, you know, you, you had to, um, rely on open water ability more than in any other race. I mean, like, you know, you're duck diving, you're literally diving underneath the wave and grabbing the bottom and trying to anchor yourself with your fingers to not get pulled back. And then just looking up and waiting for that wave to pass for you to come up and then hopefully, it, you know, they're only sent there. I think they were usually in sets of twos or threes. So you'd have to like drop back down, grab the bottom again. And that's just, it's exhilarating. That sounds like my and, race. Man. That's like the mass start, yeah. right? I mean, as much as that created such a high level of anxiety in me, the butterflies in my stomach pre-race were so much more in the mass start. The mass start was just iconic. It was, it was what made Ironman this major hurdle I felt mm -hmm. for people to get past. And, yeah. uh, I mean, you talking it, about down river, all that stuff, whatever. But I mean, just in general, the mass start again, mm -hmm. it's opened it up to be able to have races in so many other places. So I'm not complaining, but I, 
that's one of the fun things about doing a small local race every once in a while is, you know, getting to run into the water and, and throw some elbows and, you know, that, that's the best about that Naples three mile swim. It's a huge mass start. It's you're just like, just jump in here and figure it out. It's, it's it's awesome. Yeah. And super frog for, for, to his credit, like it did have probably one of the easiest bikes on the circuit. I mean, like it could get windy, but it was a four loop course on the strand. So it's, you're just looping back and forth. So it, it was fast. Like it was probably the flattest course it could ever be. Cause again, you're, you're basically like on Coronado Island at that point, but then you have to do the run, which most years it's like eight miles of sand running. And yeah, that's terrible. So <laughs> yeah, it, it's so that, that used to blow me up. That's the first time I think I've ever gone over two hours during a, a 70.3 run. So that's <laughs> very, very humbling. Uh, Definitely shows you. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. All right. Next question. No, what's your th- wait, Chris? You didn't give three. Oh, I did, didn't I? Uh, yeah. No, you just said you said you like this one and well, like that or, one. You didn't uh, give Oregon, your three. Definitely. Uh, Oregon. Okay. Just it's the road trip. I, I really yeah. enjoy that trip. Yeah. I enjoy seeing the drive and the course is fun. It's a fun course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the run. I love the run. It's a lot of shade. It's fast. I like fast courses. Um, Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. And Lake Placid. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, most memorable triath- most memorable triathlon experience and why? I mean, I'm not going to go through this again, but obviously. Crossing the cone of finish line, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, there's, there, and there's nothing, there's no feeling like it. I just, yeah. Uh, it's, well, so first Ironman. Well, I get, you did your first full after you'd done several 70.3s, right? For me? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I think I okay. had done six, six halves before I did a full. So like your, your first Ironman isn't, I don't want to say not as special, but it's, it's different because you've had s- some sort of experience prior to that, right? It's not like this was a life-changing moment. It's the first time you've done something hard type of feeling, anything like that. Yeah, but even like, well, so, but even like my first setting point three was, um, was Oceanside. And when I crossed that finish line, I just had like a, okay, that's, that's like, this is part of the journey. I know my ultimate goal is Ironman. I don't really give a shit about this finish line. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Could I do it again right now? And that's, that's what was in my head was if I had to do this again right now, could I do it? Um, and then it was just, yeah, building up towards, towards, you know, that next, the next year I I had already planned to do my Ironman. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then, right, yeah, so first Iron Man. I mean, I was, I was emotional for my first, my first Iron. I mean, I'd like, I, you know, I was, I was got teared up, you know, crossing yeah. the yeah. finish line shoot, of course, but, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't compare to that Kona finish line. I don't, I don't know. It's just, yeah, no, for sure. Cause that, that's, for that sure. was always the, the goal, the dream, you yeah. know, 12 years in the making, probably longer. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Longer. How about you? Oh, wow. Uh, probably my first Ironman. Cause that was, it was like the first time I didn't organize race triathlon, anything like that. So, and that was, a, it's a similar feeling where it's like a lot of work and where I had, where I was and where I, when you cross that finish line where you end up and you're thinking like, Oh, this, this is what all this work was for and all the things you did and thinking like when I went and first did it, I was, had doubt that I could do it. Right. Right. And then you do it and you're like, holy shit, you know, what am I capable of? 
So yeah, for sure that for me would, would be probably the most memorable experience. And, you know, and again, like Tony's saying, I'm sure there's right now that feels that way, but then there's going to be other experiences down the road that are probably much more memorable. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think for me, obviously doing my first was in 2007 and not knowing, knowing very little about the sport and, and there's just that build up and cross the finish line. That, that was cool. But I think, um, each Ironman I did, I was always disappointed with my run, right? I ultimately quit doing Ironman because I was extremely frustrated with my run. Every Ironman was a 10 minute mile. I could not break the run. And I said, I'm going to go and do ultras. I'm going to figure out how to be a runner and I'm going to run and, uh, and become faster. Right. And, and ultimately I went into doing ultras, things like that. And then when I came back to doing triathlon, um, was just because I met some people at trans Rockies and kind of got, um, inspired and kind of fired up to do another one. And I would have to say, Oregon, was if I look at all the moments of triathlon and Oregon's only a 70.3, but when I ran seven fifteens Oregon, that was like a key moment, I think for me in changing my perspective in what am I capable of? Like all of a sudden, uh, you know, I'd never done a half or a full that was anything faster than, you know, I, I, I had done an 830 at La Quinta once, but it was never like that moment crossing and, and running 715s. It like changed my perspective of I can go seven sub seven minute miles. It, it just that moment right there at Oregon was key in, I, I think it was key in changing my perspective on what I could do in the run. So, yeah, you scratch the surface and you realize there's much more beneath. And then I got injured and I've spent the last year and a half suffering, (laughs) but I will, I will go sub seven in that half. half. So I I think that's that's, a key moment for me. I think it's one of the reasons why I prefer the 70.3 distance over Ironman is because it feels like you're legitimately racing it the entire time versus surviving. Yeah. Like just the, you know, the, the, the percentage of, uh, of max that, that you're at for how long in that day. And then you're, you're running at pretty much almost to your, to your peak potential. Uh, that just feels so good to be at that limit and, and playing with that line. So, yeah. And I, I, I would completely agree. Like, you know, you're saying it's only a setting point three, but that's, I don't know. It's, it's a different level of racing. Hard is hard is relative. Right? Yeah, you know when you come across the line at an Ironman, you're exhausted, right? You're you're. But when I come, like when I came across at Oregon, I was hurting in those last couple of miles, giving it every like, just trying to hang on to the pace I was running, trying to and, and yeah. So that yeah, that feeling is different. Yeah. And like I tell people, like I've thrown up twice after events and they've both been sprint triathlons. So yeah. <laughs> if that tells you anything, it's, it's a different level. Yeah. Like Austin was saying, you know, it's, you know, hard is relative. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one is three favorite trail races and why, but Chris, we'll start uh, with you since you've probably done. Ooh, he's got the most. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, there are two 
specific. I guess I'll only, I'm only going to name two. Uh, Trans Rockies. Uh, again, these aren't, um, they're multi-day events. Both of my two favorite events, because it goes back to what the experience is. And what I've learned with multi-day events is you get to know people so much better. Right? If I just show up to a, even a 100-mile run or I show up to a, a 50K, like going to Avalon and doing the 50K or the 50-mile, I show up, show up at race line. It's no different than a marathon, right? You run and mm -hmm. then you, you, it's beautiful and you finish, but you didn't meet that many people. You didn't get to know the people you were racing with and trail running. What I've come to love is the multi-day racing where you're there day in and day out with these people. You're walking a lot because the race is so long. In some cases you're eating. So trans Rockies is a six day. They have a three day as well, but a six day run where you're averaging 20 miles a day through the Rockies. That is by far my favorite race period outside of Ironman, everything, just that environment, the way they take care of you, they set up your tents, they tear down your tents. You just got to show up, you got to eat and you got to run and you got to recover. And you do that for six days in a row. Um, so many friendships I've made people I'm still in touch with. So that is definitely the top. And then Would number you do two, that again? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I've done it twice. I'd do it again for sure. Okay. Yeah. I love that race. Uh, it's hard to get away for it. It's like, Hey, um, honey, I'm, I'm, Going to a race for six days. It actually takes eight or nine because I got to get there. I got to acclimate. I got to, <laughs> it's a big ask with kids, but uh, I've done it twice. Um, the other one that I did because I wanted to run 100 miles, um, you know, somewhat continuous, I would say, uh, was the uh, Beyond Limits Ultra. And that's here in California up in Idlewild. And that is a two mile loop course which has its own challenging challenges. It's at 5,000 feet and they have a 24, 48 and 72 hour. And I decided, Hey, I'm this is going to be a vacation again. I like to punish myself for days and went to do it beyond limits. And it's the coolest thing because a 72 hours start on Thursday and it's a small group. And then on Friday, the 48 hours start at 8 a.m. So you're running already for 24 hours and they put a whole bunch of, you know, fresh people on doing the 48. And then, you know, 24 hours later, the 24 hour people show up on Saturday. So there's always new people and you're doing loops and they have all of these buildings with, uh, it's like a youth camp, essentially what it is up in the mountains. So they have all these cabins with bunk beds in them and you claim a bunk when you go in, you get the top and bottom. So they limit it so that it's only enough people so that you can put all your gear on the top bunk or, you know, and then sleep on the bottom bunk. Sorry, and are you a top or a bottom? I'm a bottom. <laughs> okay. I'm the little spoon though, just so you know. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I just, you know, you sleep when you want, you eat when you want, you just, the, the friendships and the time you spend with people out there and the, the mental side of being able to quit anytime you want, any two miles, you know, every two miles you can quit. So that, those are my top two favorite. And that's when I went 172 miles, I think I did. And my, my toes on my left foot, two of my toes have never had feeling again. That's impressive. <laughs> I'm serious. They do not have feeling. They went numb at that race because my shoes were too small. I cut the, cut the sides open and I still do not have feeling in those uh, toes. Are you serious? Nope. Permanent nerve damage. Man. Right. But it was an amazing experience. And I want to go back. See, I was going to go back when the pandemic hit. I want to do 200 miles. 
And that's a really safe environment to do it in. It's a fun environment to do it in. Um, ultimately, I want to do a 100-mile race, right? I'd love to do the Tahoe 200. I want to do some of those others. But um, something about the just the loop, you know, multi-day, just the fun, uh, again, you know, it's an they, experience. They have one on... I believe it's the San Gabriel River Trail. There's there's one out there. It's it's a looped course, like a one or two mile loop, hmm. and people are just out there for two oh, days. Yeah. What yeah. what city would that be in though? Are they doing it? I'll, in? That I'll would look that for just it. sounds it's like, deep. It's deep. That sounds like shit. Well, see, they were going to have looks one terrible. when I was when I was training for uh, Beyond Limits. They had announced, and maybe they have it now, um, out in Badwater. Right, the the folks that put on Badwater. There's a golf course out there. And they were creating a 24-hour, one-mile, in Death Valley, you know, just brutal temperatures. Hell and yeah. it's a it's a 24-hour race. How many how many miles can you crank out? And I really want to do that one. Well, not to get I, off topic. I'm, Go ahead, Tony. Sorry. I was going to say, I'm more impressed. There's a golf course out there. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's, that's there's, what I'm there's grass there. There's water. I know. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's crazy. But, but since you t- touched on it, we should... Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Salton Sea Race. That's yes. essentially the 80 miles of Badwater, and you do it in a trio. Three of us. Ooh. Uh, and your we'll team time is How in, about we live podcast the whole time? Absolutely. It's, <laughs> it's not about like who finishes first or whatever. It's when your last teammate finishes. So you can either go run it or you can run it together, whatever you choose to do. I've always... And then it's a free entry into Badwater, so... Interesting. Yeah. Just saying. No. Anyway, I've been getting I've been getting the itch to. Well, uh, Boston's got to come first. The marathon's okay. got to come first. I actually have okay. to run a marathon. I've never run one outside of an Ironman, so okay. I have to run a marathon. Um, so first that, goal: sign up for a marathon. Yes. Yeah. Twenty twenty four, qualify for Boston, run a marathon. Twenty twenty five, do Boston. Then maybe I can get back to doing ultras. Yeah. yeah. Nice, Tony. Um, I can I can think of two and they're both local one is boney mountain which i believe is in uh point magoo uh state park it it has such a killer climb that seems to kill everybody um i've only done it once and it just hasn't lined up for me the the past couple years but um i really enjoyed how brutal that was it starts off like in, in a, a major downhill and for like the first like few miles. And then you have a few rollers climbs and then there's like a, I don't know, it's like a three mile climb. Uh, Nadia has done it the past few years and it's just one of the most challenging uh, races I think I've done. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'd love, I'd love to go back. If I can go do it next year, I, I would. And then the other one is actually very local to us. Um, it's f- put on by Into the Wild. It's uh, the, the Fremont uh, 28K. It's basically like a 30K. And they open up a certain section that's not normally open to the public. It's like a, a, a state reserve. So I've, I'd, I've ran so many trails in OC and I'd never touched this area. Uh, I ran it, I think two years ago um yeah, was it's it, just when, last year it got canceled or something right 
Last year, I think they moved it. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Last year, I think they moved it, and I and I couldn't end up doing it because they moved it, and I was annoyed by it. Um, and then this year, it's coming up. So if you guys want to want to race a really cool event, there are I think there are shorter distances. I think there might there might be one shorter distance on the same day. Um, but yeah, look it up. It's in, into the wild, and it's uh, it, there are like. Do you know when? It's the, it's the same weekend as a CIM and the uh, same weekend as La Quinta. So uh, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's a shitty weekend, but, um, yeah, there's like three major climbs, but with every climb, you're just rewarded with amazing views. And I absolutely love that course. And I, I won it the year I raced it. So shit, how could I not love that course? That helps. But it's, yeah, I, I would, I would race that every year if I could. Uh, I guess you don't really have a third technically, right? Probably just another one of those in the wilds or something. Yeah, the end of the wild. That gets just a good series. It's it's local. It's uh, like most trail races are you know like grassroots, and um, we know the race director. She's really cool, and so yeah, any any one of their series is is I think going to be a good one. Nice. Yeah, I I'd have to say uh, Avalon Fifty Miler is probably the most memorable for me. That's a that's a beautiful race too. I mean, if you've never been to Catalina. I recommend it. And then running this, you get to the backside of the island, which is phenomenal. Um, very challenging. And it's like almost 7,000 feet of climbing over the 50 miles. And I think almost 5,000 over the 50 K. So 50 K is, you know, that ain't easy. Yeah. I didn't um, list that. That's probably, if I have three catalogs oh, yeah. there, I did the 50 K. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Close to home and everything. Right. Yep. So, Oh, and it's a, another, it's an experience. You take a boat, you go yes. over, you got to spend yes. the night, you got to write. Just, it's man, the best. It's all yeah. about the experience. The, the best, the probably one of my favorite parts of that race is the very start, depending on where you're at. Like if you're in the lead pack and you get up that first climb and you get onto the Ridge, you can see all these little headlamps climbing up through the, the turns and coming up past Wrigley. It's, it's, it's really one of cool. The coolest sites. Yeah, you yeah. start in the dark. Yeah. yeah. It's like a little, yeah. a little snake of a yes. centipede. It's like a little centipede, right. Of, yeah. of lights heading up it's, that huge. Cause it's almost five uh, miles at first climb, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's probably one of my favorite parts of it. And then the sun comes up and it's, it's you're looking over the Pacific ocean on the Ridge. It's, it's phenomenal. But the end of that race where they make you run back <laughs> down the, on yeah. that road behind the casino, yeah. That is just pure punishment. If you're not, yeah, if you're not well-trained on downhill running, that's, it's going to hurt. Yeah. yeah. That was the worst. I mean, that was the longest couple of miles I thought I was going to die. Yeah, I think die. that's and like it, a three mile. It yeah. hurt worse to walk than it did to run it, but it was just, it's just downhill pounding. Oh, oh I just, I just, yeah, let my legs go and hopefully I stay on the mountain. That's, that's about all you can do. Um, second one, there was, um. I forget, I forget the actual name of it, but it's out in the Cleveland forest down near San Diego. Um, and it was like a, uh, ended up being 21 miles cause they had a 14 mile loop and a seven mile loop. And you could do either one of those races or you could do both. Uh, that was super fun. I did it with a bunch of friends and that was interesting cause I had no idea what the terrain was like, what the elevation was like. I was, I was just running. So that was cool. And then I haven't actually done any other trail races, but I have done like some adventures, but one of my favorite ones is the five peaks down in Tierra Sana. 
Cowles Mountain, Kauai Peak, North and South Fortuna. And it's like a 20 mile loop. It's a really pretty popular training ground for a lot of like ultra runners. Cause it's, it's got a lot of different terrain and stuff. So that was super fun. I did it with a bunch of friends that at the time were kept telling me they're not runners. They're not runners. They're not runners. And I would say, well, we'll just, we'll just hike it. Dude. We'll just power hike it. And they're like, yeah. Cause they used to do rucking and stuff like that. And my whole idea was to just get them to run a little bit. And so we got them to like run some of the flats and some of the downhills. And we did this 20 mile adventure and they loved it. And now they're ultra runners and have done 50 mile races, hundred mile races. And so it's nice to have, uh, other people who do that stuff. So that, that was super memorable for me. I really liked that. So those are, those are my three. Um, sweet. This will be interesting to hear from both of you guys since you've been to so many different places, but the most beautiful place in the world that you've ran. Ooh, that's interesting. I mean, I know Chris, you've talked about, you know, going to Singapore and just how beautiful, I mean, that's a little difference. Not Yeah. There's like, fun places to run. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've done some really cool stuff in Australia. Uh, mm -hmm. I ran in New Zealand, but that was only in Auckland. So I didn't get to go out where it was, it was really, you know, really nice. Um, the man, uh, uh, Switzerland was probably, you know, I didn't get to go to the Alps, but I did some running there. Oh, okay. That was really good. But as far as being, I mean, most of those have been city runs, right? I haven't got to do any trail runs out in those places. So the okay. most beautiful trail runs I've done, um, or some of the coolest trail runs is probably being in some of these places, um, uh, like Hope's Pass in, you know, let, you know, it's part of Leadville, but it's part of the Trans Rockies making it up to Hope's Pass and then going down the backside towards the Twin Lakes. That is unbelievable. There's still snow up there in August. That that was really cool. You're kind of going across ice and stuff like that. So Hope's Pass is probably one of the most beautiful. Um, yeah, that's got to be, that's got to be it, I think. Okay. Tony? That's such a tough question. Um, well, give, give me trail and road. Give me uh, that way you can at least choose two. I mean, but road's tough. Cause that's just, I mean, uh, I, that's, that's hard to even try and narrow down. Um, I think, um, God, cause I've, I've, you know, I've, I've ran in places in, in like Utah and like Arches National Forest, like you can run through there and that's like, that's beautiful stuff. Uh, Tetons National Park um and like wyoming was absolutely gorgeous and like mm -hmm. running up to alpine lakes um running whitney whitney's absolutely oh, yeah gorgeous too right like that's so it's it's hard to even it's hard to compare beauty right like especially when it's it's i love nature so it's, that's so hard for me to even try and narrow down but yeah i'd I, I mean, anywhere couple, in the mountains, couple different I'm going to be. Yeah there's, yeah, there's just too many. Have you ever been to, like, kind of like Chris was saying, like, you know, Switzerland and the Alps or anything like that, or maybe France or something like that? Never fortunate enough to, to okay. get out that way. I mean, even like uh, Nadia and I did some trail running when we were in uh, in Hawaii, and like some of those views were yeah. just like, holy shit, this is like yeah. 
you know, I, I couldn't paint a better picture than this. Right. So, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, it's I one mean, of my yeah, favorite like, things to do when I travel internationally. Oh, is, it's the best right? And most of the time I'm in cities, but every city, you know, when, whether you know, I've done Austria, Budapest, France, I mean, all these places, wow. I've been really lucky to travel a lot internationally in Asia, China, all these places. Um, I always go for a run and I go, you know, I try and run every day. I try and run in a different direction every day. Yeah. And, and you just see things, you know, yeah. it's amazing. It's, and it's early in the morning. So most you know, a lot yeah. of people aren't out. That's one of my favorite things. Like if we ever go on vacation or visit a new place is I'll go do a morning run and maybe we're not familiar with the city and I'll see this coffee shop or see this place to eat or see this place to go hang out or whatever this thing to do. And I'll come back from my run and I'll go, okay, okay, we're going to go over here. We're going to go over here. We're just like, where did you go? I was like, I don't know. I went for like 10 miles and just zigzag through the city. And that's like, that's one of my absolute favorite things is going to a new place and just not necessarily getting lost, but seeing things that you haven't seen before and having like the inside scoop almost, but yeah. Yeah. That's, for, that's for, funny. For, like Nadia, Nadia does that too. She runs through a city, but then she comes back and tells me all the food places she wants to go eat. Yeah. Oh, yeah I saw this place yeah. and I want to go eat here. I saw this place. I want to go eat yeah, there. That is the worst part about running early in the morning <laughs> <laughs> is you're smelling, right? Yeah. Or when you go camping and you go running and everybody's cooking their bacon, fresh yeah. baked goods yeah. and stuff. I used to do this route here in Brea where I would, I had to run by uh, on Imperial, the McDonald's. And oh my God, you smell like the hash browns. You see all the people in line for McDonald's. It's just like, even, oh, even so riding, good. if you guys catch it at the right time when you're riding yeah, on Sarge. Bacon, bacon. Uh, on the, well, on no, the you, uh, no, there's you the, there's the, the bakery there. Oh, the Costco. bakery. Yeah. Oh, it's the, the Costco. Costco's not bad. It, no, there's a bakery right there. There's like a manufacturing uh, where they bake. I can't, I, yeah. I actually looked it up. I looked it up on Google maps. I was like, what is this? And can I, can I, yeah, yeah, can yeah. I shop there? Can I stop <laughs> kinda and like, get, get kind of like Fountain Valley, uh, Santa Ana almost type that like. Yeah. It's um, like right around like McFadden, McFadden yes. first ish. Yeah. There's, there's a full yeah. on like bakery, like yeah. manufacturing plant. You there. can catch, you can catch the smells. You're like, Oh God. Yeah. Tim and I, every, yeah. well, Tim, especially he's just, you know, he's, he's a, a definitely a, a foodie. So, a foodie. Yeah, that's funny. I was being nice. Yeah, there's a place. The, get, <laughs> there's a place by my office uh, that they make. I swear they make the. They're making some sort of chemical. It's got to be sugar stuff, but it smells. Mm. So it smells like different types of candy, like sugary sweet. Oh. And you'll go out and it's like, oh my god, I'm so like you want candy so bad, yeah. and it's like oh, <laughs> it's like you go by the burger place and there's like blowing the smoke out from yes. the grill just to get you your your mouth oh, is I, watering. I wasn't hungry I two it. seconds ago. I get it on the boardwalk in the mornings when I'm running, right? Like all the RVs that are camped out and they're they'll have their setup on the freaking fence that lines the boardwalk and I'm smelling bacon and sausage and eggs and potatoes. And I'm just running by getting these smells. I'm like, Oh my God, like I'm going to, I'm you know, probably seven miles into this run. And when I come back, I'm going to be probably 15 miles into this run and be like, I'm so, I could just absolutely crush some ba eggs and bacon right now or something. But yeah, that's, but uh, I, mean, I guess my probably the most beautiful place that I ran is kind of like Tony was saying national parks, like Yosemite's tough to beat, you know, being up on clouds rest, those types of places. Um, Hawaii as well. Um, there's this one run in Kauai on the North shore. It's really secluded back there. And there's this place that it's called, uh, Kapaka ranch. And I really want to retire there. So that's like, 
what we were talking about before we were on the podcast, not I want, like I will, I will retire there. It's these huge lots and you look out and it's got, you know, you see the big green backdrops and you essentially run up this hill, it's asphalt, and then it drops down into, uh, you know, essentially mud trails. So you kind of drop down the backside and you're back in the valley and there's rivers and stuff through there. There's wild horses that are back there. And um, so that's, yeah, probably those types of things, national parks, anything trail related is what stands out to me. Um, okay. Well, so hold on. I, I, I yeah. just found it. It's the DF Stauffer biscuit plant. <laughs> oh, the okay. actual brand. It's oh, on the actual, right side, right? Like if yeah, you head actual- north, it's on the yes. right side. Yeah. yeah. The actual brand is uh, the Mejia America brand. M-E-I-J-I. And like, they make the little like, Oh yeah. Like the Goncitos and stuff like that. Yeah, but they make like animal crackers, like the animal cookies. Okay. They make like lemon okay. snaps. They make, oh, I'm just looking at the website. I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> yeah. Tony's going to go take a ride. Um, <laughs> you can't buy anything there. You cannot stop. It's not like open for business. Like literally it's a manufacturing plant. So. Well, it's like I'm always, uh, a couple times in the early mornings, if you ever go by the King's Hawaiian factory, kind of, I think it's in Torrance. Um you can kind of smell uh, sometimes. I'm like, oh, thank God we don't have that like on the river trail. That'd be a problem. Yeah. You know? well, even so last night on the track, so we had to go to El Dorado and we're running and there's the houses on the backside of the, of the, the field. And, and, uh, Michael's like, God damn, this family's been cooking for a while. Like it's like, yeah. you know, it's barbecuing and he's like, then I'm smelling like some Asian food. Like this is smelling so, I'm so damn hungry. And I was thinking it's like, so weird. Even, yeah. even leaving the house, like when we were leaving to go drive to the track, people were already like, one of my neighbors was barbecuing. I'm like, God damn it. Like, cause you're hungry, right? Like, well, it's, it's weird. The things you can pick up too, like how in tune your senses are when you're, you know, in some sort of cardiovascular training state or, you know, anything, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I remember when we used to play, we would practice at the Cal state Fullerton fields and they would have, now I think about it and it, it grosses me out, but the cafeteria was kind of right by the fields or where they had like, you know, they'll have Panda Express and Chick-fil-A and all these types of things in the, in the food hall. And you could smell the Panda Express orange chicken out on the field and everybody be, I'm dude, I'm going to get orange chicken right after this. Like I'm going to get a play. Like it's just funny. The, the way that your yes. senses are, you but know? we do the snail's pace run right on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. We have the shop there in Brea and they built a just in the last it's got to be two years now last year or so they built an in and out right next to the snail space so you're coming back from your five mile run and all you smell in the last you know uh 400 meters is in and out and it smells so good tony's not impressed right now Uh, especially again it's that burger the meat and it just smells good yeah i'm not an in out fan but i love the smell of in and out yeah. Right. No, and also inherently they're always right they're always right next to a damn Chick-fil-A too now, right? You notice that? Yeah, like they typically yeah. build those together. Yeah. Oh man. That is interesting. Um all right, what's next? Well that's yeah, so that's all of Nadia's questions. Um Sujan had a couple more that we didn't touch on. Um but she was asking more local races, you know, that drive a little distance for us. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Are we, we got to get the team OCE, uh, Pasadena try this year. I think we should do, we should do the Pasadena try. Is that, is that the, is that March, Tony? Yeah. Pasadena try. Is that the same weekend as LA marathon? No. I think it's like two weeks prior. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Pasadena one's probably a local one that Tony talks about a lot because it's a reverse. So it's, it's super unique and that's Just pretty fun. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then this, you know, off season activities, we did touch on it last time. Um, so Jen's asking, but also James Goodnight's asking, you know, like weight training, what do you do if you're in season, off season, um, any mobility, that sort of stuff. Uh, and then also like cross training. So what do you, do you do anything other than, you know, cycling, swimming and running to either keep yourself in shape or keep yourself sharp, those sorts of things, you know, maybe it's just hiking, maybe it's surfing, maybe it's, you know, mountain biking, if anybody does that. So I guess we can kind of like lump that. Summarize that together. Yeah. So off season, what do you do? Do you do any cross training? We did touch on it a little bit. So I spoke to it last time about, I mean, my off season is really those few weeks when I go back to Vermont and do cross training in the sense that I do uh, cross country skiing, snowshoeing, downhill skiing, all of that stuff. So that, that's, that's more my mental break. And that's, you know, I, I do that and enjoy that and get as much in as I possibly can over those few weeks. Um, but I am now, as far as uh, cross training, the I'm not really doing anything out. I mean, right now between I'm doing 15 hours a week of triathlon training, so there's not much time to do anything else. But I'm I've I've been started to incorporate strength training back in, and I took years, you know, two years off trying to lose some size, didn't work. So now I've just felt weak. I feel like I'm more prone to getting injured. So I'm now back to trying to strength train three days a week. And it's nothing long, right? It's 30 minutes. It's 40 minutes. It's a lot of dumbbells, uh, some barbell, but a lot of dumbbell movements, some kettlebell movements, um, core movements, things like that. You're not, you're not doing any like heavy compound lifts or anything. Not really. No. Like you're talking, um, like bench deadlift squat. No, I am, uh, but not super heavy. Not so okay. heavy at this point, again, because I've only kicking back up, right? So the last thing I need to do is just destroy myself and then not be able to swim or be super sore. So um, 55 pound dumbbells are the heaviest that I own. And I'll do those for bench. Um, I'll do those for lunges. Um, you know, I'll do some, I, I have a full barbell and, and all of that. I'm not really incorporating too much squatting yet, uh, a little bit, but uh, just going back to, you know, some deadlifting. I think deadlifts are huge. I think that's a really big one, but, um, I'm not doing any like banded or body weight type stuff, pull-ups, those sorts of things. Uh, definitely. I'm doing a lot of body. Well, that's what I started with, right? Air squats, yep. push-ups, pull-ups. I love doing body weight work. Um, and then just doing some muscle endurance work where, you know, one day I'll do high rep type stuff, you know, you know, Goggins type thing. I'm going to do a hundred, uh, or 200, uh, really low weight dumbbell movements, things like that. Um, so, so yeah. And, and I'm feeling, you know, uh, it's funny when I, after not doing pull-ups for two years, uh, I hopped on the pull-up bar and doing three, it was like, Oh my God, three pull-ups that sucked. And I've always been able to do pull-ups and it's been a week and a half and you know, now seven, it's like seven. Good. You know, I'm starting to feel it. So I'm not, I don't want to go to burnout, but just within a week and a half, right. I went from like three feeling like one, it hurt my hands really bad. I'm like, Oh my God, I got baby hands. Now my barbell hands are gone. And, uh, <laughs> so that's part of the problem is grip strength versus more than pulling myself up. But yeah, a week and a half later, you know, it's like, all right, do four rounds of seven now instead of, and, uh, it comes back quick. Um, but 
yeah, I think just adding a little bit of strength training. Um, and, you know, it's all about the show, not the go. Yeah. 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 N- any uh, glute-focused uh, workouts there? Some pelvic thrusts? And, uh, <laughs> you know, so you could take some pictures I actually, for the gram? I, I'm, I have not grammed any pelvic... Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, some behind-the-scenes joke in there that I can't talk about, but... Speaking of butts, but uh, I have been trying to work on my hip flexors, and 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 uh, so some of that has been with the kettlebell, you know, getting that little pelvic thrust, popping that kettlebell up. But yeah, yeah, yeah the barbell behind the the barbell on the waist, and and getting the, doing my thrusts, trying to. I hate her. that lift. Just, the girls love to do it, and it's it has the least range of range of motion. You're so much better off doing a stiff legged dead or something or just I know, squatting I know. in general. It annoys the shit out of me. Amanda's like, Oh, I'm going to do this. And I go, why don't you just do stiff legged deads with me? Well, cause I want to do this. And I was like, Oh, cause you saw some girl on Instagram do it and they can do three It looks sexy it's like it's as not hell, impressive. buddy. It looks yeah. good. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the gram. It looks, it looks gram. awesome when a guy does it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't understand that where this has become like, Oh, this is like the glute builder. I'm like, it's one of the worst movements for building glutes, but okay. Sure. I hate it. But Tony, what are you doing in the off season? <laughs> Look at you, Austin, with an opinion here. Look at that. Come on. Come start in getting into my realm, dude. We struck a yeah. nerve. We struck a nerve. And Coming in hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I, we, we, I was, was going to say like, we kind of covered this last week, but you know, I just, I moved to trail running more or less into the, into the winter. I don't incorporate a lot of strength training anymore. Uh, and that's just cause time and soreness, I feel like it, it, it affects the ability for me to be able to hit my targets and accomplish what I want to accomplish in our focus disciplines. So I kind of, I have cut it out. I probably, as I'm aging, I'm 41 now, so I probably should start incorporating more lifting back in. Um, and so that's always, that's, that's in the back of my mind and I need to figure out how to be more efficient and mindful and, and actually doing that. It's, it's, it's something I did really enjoy when yeah. I was doing it before. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually really surprised, Tony, you don't, you don't do like mountain biking. I don't know why, but I could just see you like doing mountain biking. Like it, it feels and, like something and, you'd be super into. Everybody says that and I'll explain it. I have two reasons why one you're always going to crash. There's like no, there's no way around true, it. And, and, I, and I don't want to get hurt and then be taken out. I'm, I, that would piss me the hell off to, yeah. you know, be working up, building up something and I crash and I'm out for something. And two, I really enjoy when I'm in nature, like just listening to what's around me and listening to, you know, the birds and my breath and my, the, my foot hitting the pavement. And I, I love all of that. And, and seeing wildlife, like seeing the deer and seeing the sheep and all that. And when you're in a mountain bike, you know, you got your bell dinging along and you got the chain slapping all over the place. And you're just like, it just, it, that's not for me. I don't want to be like scaring off anything I would have potentially seen because I'm, you know, hauling ass down some damn mountain. And, and for me, like I enjoy the climbing aspect of it. Most mountain bikers hate the climb yeah. and they just want to descend. Right. And I'm right. the complete opposite. I'm like, give me the climb. I want to climb and work. I don't want to descend. And, yeah. And, yeah. And I, I hate I'm the descent, right? of descending. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. for those reasons, it's like, it's mountain biking's not for me. It's just yeah. something I don't. I used to mountain bike know. and I quit when I started doing Ironman. Yeah. Cause the same reason, Would, the last thing I want to do is go down and break a collarbone. 
and would you guys all ever, that money, all that time. Yeah. Would you guys ever like gravel ride? Less I climbing, descending. I, I, I have one. I just need to set up the tires and I think it'd be cool to like, you just like, even if it was something like Santa Ana river trail, but it's all like dirt, like that would be kind of fun. You know, the bigger problem mean? that I always end up having is it's like, when am I going to work that in? When am I totally. going to totally. sacrifice being on the tri bike or on, the hard you know, part to, to go gravel ride? I, yeah. I don't think I will. That's like me and wanting uh, one of those yeah. friggin' uh, electric. What are that with a no, don't, no, not a bike. Not like, I want an electric bike for for filming. That's for other reasons, for cinematic <laughs> purposes. But one of those uh, boards, the skateboard, the one wheel, the right? one wheel, uh, yeah. just because it's kind of fun. But but what am I going to do yeah. that? I don't got time for that stuff. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, like if I was going to buy another bike, it would be a road bike. That, right. That's essentially what I would, right? Because right now I, I have my one bike and all my riding is on that bike. And people ask that too, like, well, you know, wh- why do you climb on your tri bike? And it's like, well, I race on my tri bike and my triathlons have climbing in them. So what am I going to do? Like, this is mm-hmm. this is what I race on. This is what what I train on. Yeah, yeah. It's just fun to have a a different setup. But when you're getting really race specific, then it's. Yeah. it's difficult to not be on your tri bike right because that's i have my road bike and i'll ride it certain times or maybe if i have an issue with my tri bike but if i'm getting close to race i'm like i'm not i'm not touching my road bike because it's it's a different feel it's a different fit you know mm-hmm. i'm not gonna bother yeah when my bike was coming back from finland i had to ride my road bike and mm-hmm. it was it was kind of fun it was like oh man you know and i had just recently set it all up with my zip wheels and all that because i it, i wanted to go do gmr more. And then when we went and did GMR, I ended up taking my tri bike and I don't mind climbing on my tri bike at all, but descending GMR on my tri bike. Oh yeah. It's it's just so hard on my wrists. And I'm sore for days in my forearms and my wrists after doing GMR on the, on the tri bike. So yeah. That's, I, yeah. I, I took it because I like the electronic shifting, but because my road bike doesn't have electronic shifting. But on the way yeah. back down, I was just like, oh man, I regret not having uh, the bars <laughs> of a road bike. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, I, I'm doing, I'm always doing some strength training, but as I get closer to, to bigger events, I do a lot less. So, you know, this week and next week, I'll probably lift only one or two times, <clears throat> but the focus on that is like, you know, I'll do a heavy compound movement, whether it's bench, squat, deadlift, a vari- variation of bench, and then everything else is, you know, superset accessory stuff, you know, just trying to keep my heart rate somewhat elevated, even though it's not the same as running or anything like that. And um, that's something that uh, Amanda really enjoys doing too. So that's kind of a way for us to spend time together is at the gym rather than me just being on a treadmill or something like that. And you know, so we can lift together and that sort of thing. So that's, you know, when I get into off season or when I get closer to like, you know, after Arizona, when I get closer to the Avalon race, I'll do a lot more weightlifting and it's a lot more legs and those sorts of things. Cause I, I do find a lot of value in having that durability and that strength for all the climbing and descending. And then, yeah, other than that, I don't, I mean, again, I don't mountain bike or anything like that. I, I used to surf and bodyboard a ton and I do hardly any of that anymore. I mean, my boards are just sitting up in my rafters collecting dust and I live half a mile from the beach, but kind of like you were saying, Chris, like, when am I going to find time for that? It's, it's hard. It used to be the uh, center point of my life was surfing. Like it's all I did. And then now it's like, 
I'll, yeah. I'll have friends that come in from out of town that used to live here and they're like, Hey, you want to go get a surf in? I was like, yeah, I mean, you probably surfed more recently than I have, but yeah, let's go, let's go paddle around or something. <laughs> it's like golf, you know? right? I have buddies that play yeah. golf and I had to, you know, I played oh, golf God. for a while, but it's, it's one of those things where I, I if I got to prioritize and I'm not going to spend three hours on a golf course or whatever, I'm going to spend three hours on my bike. It's not going to be on the yeah, golf course. My friends get super upset because they're like, Hey, do you want to go golf? And I go, no, I'm, you know, I'm riding for five hours on Saturday, then a run and then probably just hanging out. Like, well, would you just skip the ride? I was like, I'm not, I know. Like, it's so hard for me to spend four hours, five hours golfing. I'll gladly go sit on bike. I'll gladly go run. I'll gladly go do any of these things for that amount of time. But I just can't golf. Like, it's, it's so golf, hard for me. With, for me, it comes with eating poorly. It comes with drinking. It oh, comes with yeah. like golf for me yeah. is not a sport, right? It's a no. social event. So it is. Yeah. Uh, we're having Bloody Marys. We're having breakfast yeah. burritos. We're doing whatever, right? So it doesn't. It's definitely a social thing. So I, I golf maybe twice a year right now. There's like two. It's somebody's birthday and then this certain event or something, and that's about it. And that's about all the patience I have for it. But if I do have spare time and like a buddy wants to hang out, like maybe we'll go hit the driving range. Cause that's, you know, an hour tops and we were going to hang out anyways. So that's like, you know, something. Yeah. There. Driving yeah, range socials are I fun. Yeah. We, we I can't, I can't too. golf. I can't golf anymore. Just, you know, every weekend or something. And I love well, that. I'm not that's good enough anymore to golf. So a driving range, at least I can hit <laughs> a thousand crappy shots and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Does yeah, mini I mean, golf count? That's my shit. Bam. Mini golf? <laughs> yeah. That's I'm awesome. up for mini golf. That's that's about the only thing you're gonna catch me with a club in my hand. Yeah. 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 You I mean, mean I don't... Daniel and uh and Magnus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can't think of do you, I mean, do you guys have any other sort of cross training things or things that I mean, maybe just hiking or walking or whatever, but I can't think of yeah. anything that's physical that I do besides you know, swimming, running, cycling, and lifting. But yeah, nope, mm. nope. Mobility work, but I don't know if that's cross training. Yeah. That's just part of training, yeah. right? Rolling, yeah. stretching. Yeah, yeah. Mobility is super important, especially as you get older, right? I mean, you don't want to be losing that and then feel super stiff if you get off the bike or getting on the bike or anything like that. So yeah, and since being hurt surgery wise, I have spent oh. way more time. Right. Trying to loosen yeah. the adductors, trying to loosen the hip flexors, trying to, you know, just, it's funny uh, getting hurt. I realized that, you know, it's, it's, it's important and it's so easy to neglect. It's so easy not to stretch. So even when we go to track, right, Tony and them are so disciplined. They run that first mile and then they go socialize for a half hour uh, and then they start the workout, but their socializing is actually stretching and mobility. Right. And I'm just like, let's go, let's go, let's go. What, what, yeah. what the hell yeah. are we doing? Come on, come on, come on. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I touched my toes. I, I bent my leg backwards. Time to start the track <laughs> workout. And they're so methodical about stretching and it, which is awesome. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, it's so easy just to neglect. Yeah, for sure. It's like, you just want to get, get the workout done. And, and the last thing I want to do it. when I'm done is stretch. I'm like, I, yeah, I ain't got no time yeah. for stretching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I mean, that's all the, that's all the questions we have. Um, 
don't know, know if you guys want to highlight. I, I don't have a lot of uh, feedback on the racing. You, you know, we can talk about those two if you guys have some opinions or results. I didn't get to watch any of them, or you know, I know one of them wasn't streamed, and I or was either of them streamed? Actually, no, yeah, yeah. streamed. So uh, no. I got I got really no opinions other than I yeah. You know, you figured I mean, the winners would be the winner. Well, yeah, they, I mean, they, they went the way we thought. <laughs> yep. Short, short um, of, short of Florida. Exactly. Short of Florida, right? Oh yeah. Mag- yeah. Magnus had a tough day. Or yeah. At least a tough run. That is. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think Cabo went exactly how we thought. Jason West ended up winning. I think that was my pick. So you know, uh, Mark Dubrick ended up second. And Jackson ended up third. Eric Lagers from fourth. So yeah, I think I picked that's Jackson how that, for that. Shows Follow you how one. weak the field was. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if if Eric's getting fourth in a seventy point three, that's a soft field. Yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, he was nine minutes back back of Jason, right? But only a, a little more than a minute behind Jackson. So he had an okay day. It's not like he had a bad day. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I guess Miguel didn't didn't race. I guess he wasn't down there. Maddox. So can't really see where he fell. Was he supposed to? Um, yeah, he was on the start list. Mm. Well, so was Foley, but I, I mean, like, I think they just had those, like, throw you know, with, on. Uh, yeah, being a pro, you can throw the name on everything and then not show up and there's no real penalty oh, for they it, were, which I think. Yeah, he was planning to go. Like, they were talking about it, but I guess oh, he interesting. Didn't didn't go. I didn't, I didn't know that he huh. didn't even show up, so. But yeah, whatever. Um, the, the race would have... Sh- you know, short of Trevor being there, I mean, I think that I think the top three are the top three, but you know, yeah, no, agreed. I know the women's um, side, Paula won, yeah, which is, oh, yeah, you know, but yeah, Jackie ended up fourth, which is kind of surprising. That um, was surprising, but again, you know, I think she's a better full distance athlete, but yeah, yeah. and Paul, Sarah, Paula I thought, I thought Sarah was, I thought Sarah was going to be second. I don't even know this mm. girl in, in fur or in stag that got second. I'm not feeling Lisa yeah. Paterer. How many E's and R's can you have in your name? Paterer. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. It, it's, it's P E R T E R E R. Like, yeah. <laughs> Mississippi. The, there's, um, there's also another uh, female on there that I, I didn't realize she was racing and I didn't see her on the start list was Kayla Bowker. Um, she's a former age grouper, now a pro. She's where, um, her Instagram is where, where your two feet take you, I think is what it is. Um, Hmm. it's pretty good follow and she's, she's a solid athlete and she's a mom of kids and she manages like her time really well. And, and uh, tell me more about being a mom. Yeah. Jesus. She's just, I'm saying she's an age grouper that's now a pro. (laughs) You know, you always talk about, oh, well, this is their life or whatever, so they should be. But you know, she's she's an age grouper that's a pro, really. That's cool. So, I, yeah, yeah, no, it's um, cool. I'm just I'm just teasing because the whole Sadara thing. I know, I know. Um, so I saw her on there, so that was cool. But yeah, I mean, Paula won by almost four minutes, so I think we kind of all expected that, and she seemed pretty pleased with her performance. So. Yeah, you know, hats off to her, and I think her season's done, and her her next race is going to be Oceanside, which will be really fun to to see for all of us. Um, Florida, Rudy ended up winning. Uh, Matt Marqua got third. Marqua, yeah. So, and then, yeah, I don't know the Stepniak name. Never seen that before. So, no, nope. um, I'm with you on that one. 
Matt Hansen fourth, Magnus got fifth, but Magnus was leading up until, well, him and Rudy were running together off of the bike, I believe, uh, for quite a bit. And I think maybe about, if I remember correctly from Magnus's buddy was doing his stories, I think about 14 K into the run, Rudy started getting separation. Matt started closing in on Magnus, all those sorts of things. Um, so it looked like Magnus just kind of had a tough day. Cameron Worf ended up seventh. And I don't know if you guys saw his post. He's uh, He ran a 244. And so he said, I'm a 244 guy now, if you guys saw that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. the thing too is like, I mean, like Magnus ran a 252, right? Even yeah. Yeah. Marquardt ran 247. The guy who, who, yeah. sec- uh, who was second ran 245. So like he had a, a, that's a really solid run for him. Yeah, it is. It is. It's just funny. But, uh, well, I mean, Rudy ran a 238. Yeah, that's, 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 that's impressive. Flying, quick. dude. He's, quick. he's, man, he's had a great year. He's had a phenomenal year and I'm, I'm super excited for him for next year. I think, I think he could do really well. Um, yeah, I mean, Andreas Streets is down there at 12, you know, that, nothing. Yeah. Shocking. Nothing. Oh, uh, Tony's boy was racing. Joshua Monda. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Oh, where did he finish? Twentieth. Twentieth. Oh, that's not bad. Wow. So is that his first pro race? It's, it must so. be. Yeah, because he yeah. he uh, well he raced Finland in the, as age grouper, and I think he was talking about turning pro after that. So, yeah. So for those that don't know, this is a guy who used to, who used to kick my ass all the time, and I'm glad to see him not in the age group ranks anymore. Yeah, now he's not your age he, group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome. He had a, he had a good run. He had a two fifty six, and then he had a tough swim at a one hundred five for a. I, that's I think that's going to be his limiting factor is his swim. Yeah, he's just not yeah. up to the pro level as of as of right now and i mean like yeah. again he's he's 41 as well i think so you know it's cool though it's cool to see him yeah that, that's those, not dropping to a 52 rankings. while he's a pro no no yeah. yeah so i mean again i think it's i think it's probably good for him just to like be in the mix of things and kind of race a different type of race it, it, yeah, i think the, the pro race is so, is so right yeah yeah, yeah. That's going to be win such a every hard. time. Now all of a sudden, you are the low man on the totem pole. It's, it's just a, it's kind of a cool experience. But that's that's got to be well, such a hard way to race because he's he he had to have been the last swimmer, right? Like a one hundred five in a pro field is slow, you know. So you're you're on your own. You have nobody to work with. I, I haven't seen all the swim times, but I mean, I mean he was he was thirty fifth out of the swim. Yeah, and there's only 32 listed as finishers. So, oh, shit. But he okay. climbed up 12 <laughs> spots, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so again, like he's right dead in the middle of the field at yeah. a pretty, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a pretty competitive ish uh, race. Yeah. And then, yeah, no. you, you know, the women's side, exactly the top three, what we thought, right? Yeah. Sky, uh, Macaulay, and I had India Lee up there. Oh, the I'll, only, I'll take care yeah, of that one. Yeah. Alice Alberts is the only one that I that she she was fifth, but I called her like for the win. Yeah, oh, pretty yeah. sure for the win. And, and then, then we had Brandon. talked about we had talked about Laura, but we knew she wasn't going to be anywhere after the swim. So yeah, again, kind of played out exactly what we thought. But yes, yeah, I had a great often. race. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, 
It's cool, but I'm, I, I, it's hard to get hyped up for these when you can't watch them, you know? I mean, I was on the tracker all day with it, but I was like, this, I, I should be watching this right now. I'm like, I, I'm so surprised that Florida isn't one that they would televise. Yeah. So. I, I honestly, I didn't even follow it on the tracker. What I did was I waited till it was over and then basically clicked through each split to see where the names were like flipping and moving. Yeah. And yeah. basically, you know, you get the whole race in a matter of five minutes. So right. I was like, okay. Yeah. Cause again, like if I can't watch it, I'm not, I'm not invested in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, is this, is that on the pro series? Is I think Florida's on the pro series list, right? I don't believe so. Okay. Okay. I don't believe so for next year. Okay. But so the cool thing was, so Florida was the, the, uh, the first Ironman event to have the, the race ranger, right? Oh, real quick before you touch on that. So I, I, Totally forgot. So Rudy's time was the fourth fastest Ironman time, fourth or fifth fastest time in history. And it's the fastest time on American soil. So that's pretty spectacular. Until they do a pro race in California. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that is impressive though. But he's, I mean, he beat, um, so the only times ahead of him are Magnus, twice from Roth, Christian in Cozumel, Cozumel. and Jan. Jan. In, oh, Jan's uh, battle try with, with um, oh, Lionel. Are they counting that? Yeah. I can't believe they count that. It is weird, right? So, so yeah. I mean, asterisks next to that one just based on the freaking embankment turns and those sorts of things. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, uh but he beat Jan's that's, that's, Roth that's time. Basi- yeah, but that's still basically a, a individual time trial the entire day. There's no yes. packs. You're not swimming with anybody, especially with Lionel. He's not swimming with Lionel. Yeah. You know, he's on the bike by himself the entire time. There's absolutely no drafting. And then you're running by yourself. I think that's yeah, almost... Yeah, but it was... That's, that's, it, it, it was, the course it, was built to be fast. Of course. Yeah. And... And so is Florida and so is California. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is like, like the embankments, like, could you imagine not having to actually take a U-turn, but take a U-turn at 20 miles an hour, you know, like that makes a huge difference. You know what I mean? And there's several of those. And can you imagine floating down a river? I can. And then also, I mean, there are cars (laughs) on course, right? So it's kind of like the, the motos, right? Like, there might be a bit of an advantage there, but either way. So yeah, I mean, Rudy posted, I believe he is fourth in, um, Ironman distance races. And that's cool. Uh, so yeah, that's super impressive. Right. I mean, that was, that's, that's a really, really good result. And for the guys who end up behind him, you have to think, well, Hey, I, I still had a good day, right? It's, it's like when somebody, you know, in any competition, when somebody just blows you out of the water, you're like, well, I showed up. I mean, I had a good day just because they had a, an insane day. Doesn't mean that's bad. So, yeah. Um, I mean, basically yeah. what top, top seven were sub two fifty or seven fifty. Yes. That's yeah. And I'm, I'm saying top seven, Cameron was seven fifty thirty six. I'm still going to put yeah. that put him there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that, but yeah, so they, yeah, you were saying, Tony, they, they did imp- implement race ranger, which I believe is the first Ironman branded event to do it. Right. I think it's the first Ironman full event to do it. Cause didn't they have okay. it? Did they have it in Finland? Do no, remember, they were supposed to, 
And then, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they yeah, were on so the then list. I, I think it, it it was then the first Iron Man branded event to to uh, to utilize Race Ranger. And for those not familiar, Race Ranger is a anti drafting device. Which uh, on the bike, there's a um, like a circular module that gets attached to the front fork, and then one behind the bike, like on the seat tube, and essentially they measure the distance between the bikes and then there's a color-coded uh system that lets you know the rider when you look ahead you would you'd be looking at the um that that device on the cycles in front of you on their seat tube and whatever color it is basically tells you whether you're you're good to go whether you're on a limit or whether Hey, you're in the drop zone. You need to make the pass. So I believe the color coding is blue, yellow, red. So 16 meters is yellow. 14 meters is red. And then 12 meters is blue, which is a really odd way to do it, in, in my opinion. I'd almost um, think like red, yellow, green would be the better way to do it. Like red, like or like green, you're good to go. Like you can stay where you are. Yellow is like, hey, you're kind of on the fringe. Right. And also, and and I guess the the other way to talk about it is those meters can be adjusted, right? Depending on what yes. race they're doing. So it's yes. you know you're you're talking like at this meter it's this color, at this meter it's this this color. That would change based on the drafting rule between like the difference between Ironman racing and PTO racing, which has different drafting distances. <laughs> Yeah, and then the the front the front piece or the part on your front fork is just red and blue, and that's to let you know if you have a penalty. It'll beep at you, and your the referee can give you a penalty, and it'll let you know if it's a, a blue or a red card. Right. Um, I guess the referee still will notify you, um, but it'll tell you right there, and you have to pull into the next penalty tent. But yeah, the the color choices and the order they go is odd. I don't, I don't know why yellow is, hey, you're good to go. Yellow to me is like, you're getting close. Seems like blue should be the 16 meter or the the, the first signal. Um, whatever. That's, it is what it is, I guess. So, but yeah, so they, they implemented it. I don't, I didn't hear any issues. I mean, I just know that everybody gets pretty excited about it. It's an easy way to monitor for the referees and it's easy way for the riders to know because, you know, 12 meters looks really odd at speed or, you know, in different places. You might think you're at 12 meters. You're not actually at 12 meters. So yeah. what would be cool is to be able to, because as you are watching, um, that is one of those things where you're like, God, they look really close or they look, it would be interesting if that feedback data could be then be made available mm -hmm. to put yeah. on screen. But, mm -hmm. you know, getting that real time data all the way back to uh, the broadcast yeah who knows i mean they can yeah. hardly they can't yeah. even give you bike pace they can't give you bike speed <laughs> yeah. or any of that crap or run speed right they can't give yeah. you any of that stuff so uh, it would be cool to know and be able to see on screen bam oh they just entered the draft zone they've got so many seconds to pass you know it'd be kind of cool well and so i mean countdown for the pros, clock starts yeah exactly exactly and, and i guess the way i understand it is that if you're if if the rider in front of you's system goes blue showing you that you're in the 12 meter zone i guess the idea is you have to then initiate that move right so I, but it's an interesting thing because if you keep seeing blue they'll probably they'll probably hit you with a drafting but i 
the way I understand it is like, if you see blue, you better go make a move. Like you better continue on. Like you have to pass. You're in the draft zone. You need to go. Um, I think if you see it once or twice, you know, no big deal. But if you keep seeing it repeatedly, they'll hit you with a draft penalty. Well, so the, the blue is you're about to hit the draft zone. Red means you're in it. So you, you can see blue all day long and you're fine. They're just telling you like you're at the limit basically. No, so, um, the way I'm reading this on their site is signal one is yellow, which is 16 meters as an example, right? 16 meters, the, the rider in front of you. Signal two is red, which is 14 meters, which means like you're now approaching, getting close to that draft zone. And then blue, which is signal three is 12 meters. Like you're essentially in uh, the draft zone. I, that's I think what I'm that's, saying. Well, I think it's, I think that's not correct. That's um, their website. Yeah, but everything else I've I've read and seen is here. I'll even pull it up real quick. Okay, but yeah, it's it's it goes orange, blue, red. So red red means hey, you're you're in the zone. That uh, makes sense. Yeah. That's okay. Not so they're... yeah, I just pulled up I just pulled up DC Rainmaker, and he's got. Let me scroll down because he's got images with it too. Okay. Uh, yeah. So in essence, orange is saying, yo, wake up. Blue is telling you that you're about to hit the draft zone and red means you're in the draft zone. And then he has the images listed of what he saw. And then he has a picture of basically it can read multiple devices at once. So like if you're, if you're coming up on two riders, let's say, you know, you're the, someone's already making a pass and you're coming into both those draft zones, both those riders, uh, will show up as red to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Meaning you're in both those draft zones. You need to make complete passes of both those riders. Hmm. So, yeah. Maybe they'll they they change their website. Maybe yeah, they have their website. website. Yeah. That was yeah. during yeah, the GoFundMe period. They hadn't quite uh, narrowed it down. <laughs> right. Yeah, maybe it, they just got feedback um, from that. Again, Either like, way. You would make it make sense. Either way, Either way they need to switch the, the yellow and blue. It's just that's so weird to me. I wouldn't want to see like yellow. Yellow's like, oh, you're getting close. Yeah, and yellow like, means blue, caution. Like, oh, you're chilling. <laughs> yeah. That's kind well, of funny. I guess blue is you're chilling. Blue is you're right yeah, outside the yeah. draft zone. You can stay yeah. right here. I guess. Uh, yeah. So I know we had talked about like the age group ranks and it being not feasible to, to implement these out on everybody's spikes. You know what would be cool? And I think it would it would help kind of clear up or at least like force people into a different realm of like elite age group racing is you need to declare whether you want to be um, part of the world championship slots. Like, are you racing for to compete or are you racing to complete? Okay. If you're racing to compete here, we'll issue you race ranger. You pay an additional fee. So you're paying more than everybody else. Let's say you get a different color bib. So you know now who you're racing against versus the age groupers. Age groupers want to draft. They want to do what I don't give a fuck at this point because there's already all the, these courses that you know my opinion on. I'm not even going to mention. So who gives a shit? You want to complete and call yourself an Ironman? Go for it. I don't give a shit. Right. Do that. For the people that want to compete, Okay, now you have Race Ranger. The refs can ignore everybody else on course. Like, I don't give a shit. Focus on the guys that are paying the extra fee. And World Championship slots now are only for that group of people. And if you didn't pay the extra fee and you don't want to get 
be part of the competitive racing, you won't get a roll down slot. There's no rolling down to the uncompetitive field, to the completers. And I think, yeah, I, how do they stop you from drafting, slingshotting, whatever off of the non-competitive field? That, well, you would start earlier. So this do is, do, do those well, people get to start well, first? Well, so now you have, I think now you have a mass start elite field. That's mm. exactly what I was, I wanted to talk about was yep. the mass that, starts. That, I, it was the same thought is that if you're going to race, I think that you should declare that you're going to race. And I think that each age group should go off in a mass wave start. And then everybody else does the rolling start. You know what yep. I mean? That's what I thought because I was listening to, I don't know if you guys know Ken right out, not to get on too much of a, a, a tangent here, but so he races, he's, I think he's like fifth, almost 50 or something. So he races all the world majors. He's like a 236 guy or something like that. Mm -hmm. Something crazy. And so he was racing in, I want to say it was Berlin, like last year. And at this time, this is where the world majors, like age group championships were happening. Right. And everybody, he's like, everybody at this level knows who's like, who you're racing against. Mm -hmm. And you start in certain fields. However, this other guy started in a completely different corral and he went out at like, you know, five minute pace and essentially just kind of blew it out of the water. And he's like, well, I know I can't, I can't run that for a whole race, but at least I can race him. You know what I mean? He ended up losing by like, I don't I think less than a minute, but he's, he's like, I would have at least raced with this guy. Maybe I would have held off a bit. And now I ha I know who I'm racing. I can see who I'm racing. If I'm just racing and, and actually Annie, you know, did the dunes triathlon this weekend. She said the same thing. I mean, she, obviously she could care a lot less, but she was saying like, I missed the top woman by eight seconds, but I don't know when she started. I don't know who, I don't know who the top woman is. I could be passing somebody twice and they're not even in contention, but I think that's a woman ahead of me, you know? So I think it's important if you are going to be racing and you want a podium and you want to do all these things, that's where I think the mass waves should come back and you should declare, Hey, I want a championship slot. Um, and I'm going to do this mass wave start and, because then you have actual competition. You're like, I can see this guy. I know what he's doing. I know what I'm doing. It makes it a whole, makes it yeah. more fun, but well, it makes it a whole lot easier. I hate when I start uh, and I finish, right? And I finished in 10th that there's people that haven't, that didn't start <laughs> yeah. for a half hour and I'm not going to know I'm in 11th or whatever until they cross the line. Because you're a better swimmer, that. right? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, exactly. no, not even a better swimmer. It's because they, yeah, well, yeah, if they, if you place yourself right. appropriately, right? right. But it's just, it's a bummer, right? It's like, oh yeah, I finished across in 10th. And, and then you go back tomorrow and you look at the results and you were 12th because somebody started an hour and a half right. after you did. That, that is and so frustrating. This, this is another thing we kind of talked about with like the race ranger. I don't see why they can't have it for age groups. And I think, you know, once they have production up and running, essentially Iron Man should be buying thousands of units and they should say, hey, you can either buy your own race ranger unit and you can bring that to the race and we will program it with your bib number and all this sort of stuff. Right. Or you can rent one for us from the race for 50 bucks, whatever it is. 
right? Because I, I think can't, the you, hold on, I I can't see how already in my head. I'm thinking I'm gonna buy one. Somebody's gonna modify it and change my lights, right? Or disable the lights on mine, and then or make it like you pull out. All you have to do is pull out the bulb for the red one, and you'll never be drafting. Right, and the well, rest but it's, people people would manipulate that. You they're can't, gonna have to you be issued. These, they have to be issued. Yeah, they have just to like be your issued. race chip. No right? way. It, they need yeah. to become a race chip. Essentially, at that yes. level, it's going to take a lot, and it's going to be expensive. But uh, they, that's what it needs to become at that level at some point. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I feel I, like you could, could test see, it, right? Well, you're going to test everyone and all yeah. everything, and then, but again, like, what prevents you from making that change or software update, like? that you, you create and people are smart. People are smart. And so I just think it opens up a loophole or it opens up a problem. What, what I would agree with is if you know, along the same lines is maybe you, you, you have like an annual membership to race ranger that yeah. is a certain fee. And, and when you show up, you show them your, your membership. And so you, you know, basically, well, I think they have put put it, installed fee. I don't care anymore. In transition. Yeah. You're not allowed to put it on, right? It's done. That is something's done in transition, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. You off. could you own it, but they they still have to validate that unit, right? Because the same way they do it with the pros, they're like, "Hey, bring your bike. We're gonna put it on here. We're gonna test all this." So yeah, it's just got to be charged. It's got to be all of these things, right? Exactly. They would validate it. They would say, "Okay, it's gonna talk. We're gonna. I don't know how. I'm not a fucking mechanical engineer or whatever, right? But you would you would say okay we're going to test your piece it's in our system this is how this works so this piece knows there this unit knows that you're this far away like there's ways to test it i don't i'm not saying like own it own it and you show up to the race you don't have to do anything like the way i understand it is that they have to validate each unit like for the pros okay this is this bib number that goes to this unit and they know that this unit is talking to you know their system or whatever so um but yeah i mean how hard could it be also to like if you have a bike computer, can you not have like, if you had to have something like a chip on your, um, like your bike sticker or something, right. That it can talk to your bike computer and be like, Hey dude, you're in a drafting zone right now. But I guess you're, at the end yeah, of the day, close, does, does it matter? Does it, if, if the data isn't being policed and all of that data isn't going into a system and automatic penalties aren't being given and you still have the same number of, of refs out there for 2000 people, does it, does race ranger matter? No, I think that's the ultimate point. I don't think it's feasible for age group because there are so many people, but if you do like what Tony and I were saying, if you have competitive fields, that field is going to be so much smaller. Uh, the, the 30 to 35, 30 to 34 age group is probably going to be a hundred and hundred people, maybe, you know, like that really want to compete. I mean, that's a whole lot easier to police, I would imagine. Um, I don't know. Well, and, I, and, but, and again, like if you have different colored bibs and they start, they start first mm -hmm. right behind the pros. Different you have swim the refs, caps. The, yeah, yeah. The refs are just focused on that front of the front of the, the, the field and, and only looking for certain colored bibs to police everybody else have at it. Now I don't want to be one of those last age groups doing a mass wave start and having uh, someone who just wants to race for fun past me that would, that would really suck <laughs> well problem is when you get uh, into a looped course right they're all going to be mixed back up again yeah and yeah. i mean yeah. gosh you look at the world championships and 
I, that means I'm starting at nine o'clock at every race or whatever. Uh, but you put them all in one mass start, I guess, put all of the competitive field, sure. regardless of age group sure. in one mass start might help. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like they Completely do world right. champs that way. I mean, you know, I don't see why they can't do it for, for regular races and, you know, smaller fields, but I think that's a bit of a pipe dream. That's I mean, logistically not knowing the tech, you know, the technical side of what they're doing, how they're doing in software oh, and the scale, yeah. how well that system actually scales to, um, beyond 50 men and 50 women or whatever racing, right? Yeah. At, at a level of a thousand people, that system may not scale that well. Considering where they started, I don't know if you guys have seen the picture of their first unit. It's like, it's a wood built thing and it has this little tube on the back of it. It was like their first unit. It looks super archaic and it's like, all right, they're doing pretty well considering where they came from. So yeah, it's like, yeah. it's cool built. And they're using standard technology, right? They use uh, GPS, they use Bluetooth. And then when they're within range, it's ultra wideband. Those are all yeah. tried, yeah. true, you know, robust systems for communication. So, you know, it it's just such a I, unique thing, right? Like this is this is the only sport I can think of where like drafting on a bike matters, right? So it's such a niche thing. It's you're, you don't have huge companies putting money. Like I'm surprised Garmin hasn't tried to get into this. I'm surprised that Wahoo hasn't tried to get into this. You know, like companies with a lot more capital, but it, it's just it's, it's so just small. Not high like it doesn't seem like it's them. beneficial. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So. I don't know. I, it would be great, but again, I think it's more, I, I don't, I don't ever draft, but I don't want people drafting off of me. Right. I think that's the only problem I have. You know, it's not, I'm, I'm probably never getting a drafting penalty, but somebody might draft off of me and that pisses me off. So I want, <laughs> I want them to be, you know, dinged for it essentially. So yeah. 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 All right. All right, boys, we are two hours and eight minutes on the dot. I think it's uh I think this it's a enough. good show. I enjoyed this one. Time, time to shut us up. Yeah. Shut up. Got to get to work. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, no, I enjoyed it. I thought this was good. I like having the, the, the topics and the questions and the, uh, this, this is fun. Yeah. Keep them coming. That'd yeah. be, please submit nice your questions. More. Podcast at ocendurance.com. Yep. We didn't even talk about what we did this week and we cut that out guys. I know. I, I got to talk a little bit. You guys didn't get to next I week. Know. All yeah. about you. All about me. Maybe you should maybe you should create a YouTube channel or something just to, to focus on yourself. Yeah, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Maybe I'll put yeah, out a video yeah. this week. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Cool deal. All right, boys. See you soon. It's been fun. Talk to you soon. Have a good one.